long as we get it stopped. We got kids that are the exact same age. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I remember I had Brynn when you had your little guy. Yeah, yeah, when, when we jumped that show um, in Chicagoland area, my ramp was fairly new yet. Yeah, that's when I tried to off myself. Yeah, yeah, that's when you cracked the back of your head really hard, that's for sure. It was the front of my head, though, that was messed up. Really? Yeah, it was, it was bleeding. I, so this is bleeding. the beginning of the show. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do the sponsors. Oh, uh, I've been lazy about doing sponsors. So anyway, we're here with Two Wheel Tuesday podcast number 60 featuring Scott Murray, uh, the second man to ever do a double backflip. Right? Yep, that's accurate. Okay, and one of the nicest guys in freestyle. <laughs> okay. You, you don't have to tell lies. You don't have to tell lies. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Every time I've talked, dealt with you, you were super nice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm angry at myself, Nick. Not everybody else. Just myself. Scott raised his voice with me one time. <laughs> Did I really? No. <laughs> I thought I thought you were the one that cracked your head. <laughs> oh, see, here it goes. <laughs> I get it up. Oh, man, sorry, I got a little excited. <laughs> Giving you shit there already, Nick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, Scott lives in the. He's a youper. Yes, sir. I live up in the UP of Michigan near Escanaba or Iron Mountain. Uh, you can find either of those places, and I live in between them. So, like in the, he's in the woods. Uh, <clears throat> yep. And for the people who don't know, he, like he said, um, the UP of Michigan is the Upper Peninsula. So yes. you're basically almost into Canada, <clears throat> and there's mostly Michigan. just trees. Uh, trees and swamp. I am actually right on the edge of a riverbed. I don't understand how I got as much gravel as I did, but I did. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we live right on the edge of the riverbed. There's a creek that runs through my property and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's my little slice of heaven. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, Scott, when I, the one time I went up there, we did one of those amateur contests and the whole, I, so we flew from Atlanta, the camera guy and I flew from Atlanta into Detroit, and then we were supposed to fly up to um, somewhere closer to him. And uh, the, our flight got canceled. So then I ended up, they were like, the next flight that they could give us was like 3 o'clock the next day in the evening, so I would have missed the whole contest. So I just rent a um, car, and we drive all night, and we get there at like 5 in the morning. And then we started doing the contest, like working and setting up at like seven. And Scott's course is awesome. And all day he's just going, I brought all my gear, but I didn't, obviously didn't bring a bike. And all day Scott's just going, I got like a fresh ass YZ250 in the basement. You should ride it. And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm so tired. And he's like, no, all day. Oh, that YZ250 is fresh, man. It's got a pro circuit engine, blah, blah, blah. So finally I end up riding after the uh, event, after the contest happened, and I get into trains with Josh Hedford and Ed, and then I start doing knack flips, 
And then I'm like, I'm going to do the biggest knack flip i ever done. And I do it, and my other foot comes off, and I end up eating shit, like, way past the landing, just jump through my handlebars. And, uh, yeah, that's how it turned out. That's how nice uh, Scott was. He got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just, I was just, I was, I was aiming to please, you know. I was <laughs> trying to, uh, no, and when you, you can't just come up to my house and stand around. I mean... You know, it's like, uh, I mean, yeah, you're a little tired, but up until that point, you were riding awesome. So hey, you know, yeah. I felt good about everything until then. You know? I was having a blast. That's what happened. I was like easing into it. And then when I started flipping that one ramp and that one feels good. And then next thing you know, there's like four of us doing trains around the place. And I'm just like getting into it. And that's how you end up landing on your head. Forcing yeah. around. Somebody gets hurt. Everybody gets all yeah, fun. No. Dirt bikes are so fun until they're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dirt bikes are a blast until they hurt you and then they suck. <laughs> I'm surprised I actually still like dirt bikes, uh, considering how my career has gone. But, you know, that's... <laughs> I'd like to say that's another story, but uh, I think that's what we're supposed to do here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's right. hear it. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have enough time. You stay pretty. You stay pretty quiet about that stuff. So I didn't think that you'd ever had a bunch of injuries. As far as my knowledge, you crashed some double flips and just got up and walked away from them. Yeah, I figured after that he doesn't get injured. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's good. Don't worry about it. Well, I I would say I've uh, I've had my share of injuries uh, before the double flip. Um, my most severe was uh, a 2004 Friday the 13th in February 2004. I broke my left femur. Doing um, a Monster Jam show, had the had the typical just the monstrous Monster Jam dirt landings that that we all know and love. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it more along the lines. Yeah, that's about it, Nick. I, no one can see me doing it. I was literally doing the same thing when you just did that. It looks like the face. Yeah, it looks like the face of a jump. It looks like a face of a land or a takeoff ramp jump instead of a instead of a landing. Um, but yeah, long story short, uh, I I got pulled out in the middle of the practice to move my vehicle, and uh, there was like nine riders there, and, and they they didn't realize I was gone, and they bumped the ramp back seven feet for the final move, and I didn't see it came back in like 10 minutes later everybody was still jumping and so i just jumped back in line and the first hit i just blasted through the backside of the landing and the handlebar snapped my femur so uh, oh yeah that one sucked that, that one i was actually i was there i had brought my super kicker ramp which you know obviously wasn't an actual super kicker but it was like one um i had brought that to that show to do my first backflip to dirt there and uh so that ended tragically not how i had hoped um but uh yeah what ramp were you jumping when you crashed uh you know i honestly i I can't tell you i couldn't tell you whose ramp was at that show like steve wagner's maybe or or um yeah it's tough to say uh oh boy but Uh, it wasn't but it wasn't your backflip ramp is what i'm saying no, no, no. I, I was jumping just as standard, uh, the, you know, the 75 foot ramp or the free ride ramp or whatever it was. Right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, uh, jumping that I had jumped the, the, my super kicker, I had jumped it 
a couple times to that landing and it was it was pretty pretty hairy I, I wasn't really feeling it but um i definitely wasn't feeling it after after that whole deal no you didn't come back to the hospital no 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 that was in practice i uh i i decimated they actually had to rebuild the landing to my to my knowledge anyway what i was what i was told by other people they had to restructure the landing because i blew through the backside of it yeah because the safety this quote-unquote safety was probably like a, a foot yeah it was so it was so small it was so tiny at the time you could barely stand on top of the safety yeah. deck without falling off the backside. That's how that's how bad it was. And not only that, the landing was so steep and sharp. There was like eight feet of landing area. Yeah, it was buttery it. smooth if you greased it. It yeah. was awesome. But you know, if it if it wasn't if it wasn't greased, you were either long or short, and you're having a bad day. So, you had to hang your back wheel up to catch downside. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I love those. And then there's no safety as well, so you really feel comfortable trying to hang your back wheel up to the top. Yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely didn't feel comfortable putting my uh, putting my front wheel in the back side of it. That was fun. But Yeah, that was, that was the wrong thing to do. But <laughs> Nick would have gone, Nick would have just, even if he had already jumped it, he just would have come back in and just gone to the flat. Even yeah, if they yeah. You, open. you never know. I always Just ride. I always ride like Scott's situation. Like someone moved the ramp when I was gone. <laughs> someone moved it <laughs> since practice. And then I'll wheel it back in. I'm like, all right. Like, like that's why I stay lean so I can bounce off the ground. That's that that has that has been a problem of mine, Nick. I'm the opposite of lean. Um, I'm, I'm. I like to say my wife likes to say I'm meaty rather or thick rather than fat. I don't like I don't like calling myself fat. I'm not really fat. You're you're not fat, dude. You're built like a friggin' house. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you bounce up from falling off the side of a landing on a double flip. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I, I didn't bounce. I didn't bounce off of that one. I don't know if you saw that one on the crusty tour or not, but yeah, when I fell off of that, I didn't. That was that was also one of the worst things. I almost got pneumonia from that. I had a cold. Really? And I, oh man, that was rough. That was rough. The next week, I could hardly cough. It was so bad. It sucks. Was that in Australia? Yeah, that was in. Uh, oh, I think that was in Canberra. It was the first show of the of the Krusty tour. I had um, none of my stuff showed up. Uh, my ramp didn't show up. My bike stuff, my suspension, my exhaust, nothing showed up. Uh, I got hung up in customs or something, and uh, yeah, they 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 overnight they built. Um, they built a takeoff ramp. I gave them my specs. They built it. Uh, they had, they got some specs from the guys at RG3 in the United States for my suspension. They built that and they got me a bunch of riding gear and, um, they didn't have the right exhaust, which was sucked because my exhaust was like a low end power exhaust. So you could roll in and power through. And they gave me a, a regular, uh, F, uh, pro circuit, um, uh, factory, uh, you know the non-plated one so it's kind of a high-end and uh so yeah so it was my first tries to a mobile landing uh first ever double backflip to a mobile landing was with a bike that i never it, it was not my stuff <laughs> so yeah that one that one didn't didn't go very well the first one i was close but i tipped out and um the second one i didn't tip out but i came up like seven feet short and just bounced nice. About the craziest setup you can do something to uh, 
someone else's stuff. Yeah. I saw you yeah, do one. I think it was in Europe when you bounced off the side of the landing and then they had like the black like curtains they brought out and then you walked away. Pretty sure. Uh, there was a couple of them in, in uh, there was a couple of them in, in Europe that I, I landed as well as crashed. Um, there was a couple of double headers that I did where I'd landed the first night and then the second night, I think jet lag got me. I was so beat tired and just not focused. I couldn't clear head or anything. And, uh, just, just went for it anyway, but you know, it was what it was. And thankfully, uh, you know, I, I had one of my worst concussions in Ostrava. Um, the second year I went to Ostrava in the Czech Republic. Um, I remember everything now, but man, that was freaky. I, I hit my head so hard that three days later I couldn't, I couldn't remember what happened. It was, uh, that was pretty awful. You remembered and then three days later you forgot or? No, no, I, I couldn't remember. I remember asking Josh. Yeah. Josh Hedford was with me. Um, and, uh, I asked him like a million times what happened and I, I couldn't remember my, my new, my, my son was, uh, just, I think he was just born maybe eight months prior to that. I couldn't remember his name. And uh, I knew I had a son, but I couldn't remember his name. It freaked me out so bad. I, I'll never forget that. And uh, but yeah, it, it was three days later. We were on our way home. We had a we had a long layover in um, uh, in Amsterdam, of all places. <laughs> Ironically, a little side note: Josh got mugged in Amsterdam. <laughs> I, I stayed in the hospital. Yeah, I stay I stayed in the in the hotel room to rest because I had just pounding headache really bad and. He wanted to go see the red light district and see all the, you know, where all the, the pot houses, the coffee houses and everything were and all the, you know, all the, the red light district place, you know, that's world renowned. And so he goes off and does that. And I end up getting a phone call at three o'clock in the morning from the police department. He got mugged and then lost his passport and everything like that. It was a mess. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so you have to get in uh, like a rush one or what? No, no, they, um, Essentially, they fi- they made them file out all the police reports, and then they made them go through the United States Customs or, or uh, the Embassy or whatever in in Austra- or in uh, uh, Amsterdam, and then uh, they filled out paperwork and sent it on to the United States. So when he got to the United States, they could you uh, know they could go through the rules of, of making sure he was who he was and, and whatnot. So right. might be a fairly was- thing in Amsterdam to lose your passport. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. And ironically, he was not doing what most people would be doing there. He was just, he just was curious. He was a 19 year old curiosity going what on. That? What was that? The Maybe bell. Dinner ready? I think, I think my email just uh, popped in an email on me. Oh, shit. That was perfect timing. He wasn't yeah. doing what he was doing. Ding! <laughs> I was like, did Nick get a soundboard? What's going on here? Oh yeah! Every time I talk about, I'm gonna get a soundboard, and then I don't until the time we start a show. <laughs> and then he decides to search for it while we're doing the show. Well, that's happening. I'll <laughs> be right back. I'm gonna go get okay. it. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So your course, are you had to have had one of the first foam pits, no? Like first floor, uh, at least. I was. It was one of the, I would say top five. I'm not sure. 
I don't know if there was any other guys like myself that built the backyard foam pit, you know, back in the day. Right. I know Travis Travis had his, obviously. His well, Hart had the first. Hart had the first, so it then was Hart. Travis. And Travis. And then, I think there was an Arizona foam pit, too, because I built mine. Some guys from Arizona uh, offered me to come down there, but for the cost of getting there and then what they wanted to use it per day... It, it just to me, I'm I'm not, I'm not. I was never big on traveling back then anyway, um, and especially to go and do something. And I thought, man, to, to invest that money into something here so I could do it at my own pace and try to figure things out. Yeah. And um, and and everything. So yeah, I I utilized a bunch of stuff my grandfather had left on our property. My my grandfather had a sawmill on on our property here. And, um. And there was a bunch of stuff stuff laying around from that, some extra metal roofing and, and so on and so forth. So I, uh, I built the walls, and um, this was shortly after all the trouble I had gotten into. So I, I didn't have a job, and uh, I couldn't hold a job because I didn't have a driver's license, and I live in the middle of nowhere. So um, so I started building the walls of this foam pit, and uh, my, uh, my grandmother, uh, uh, Pauline, my grandmother Pauline, came up here and was hanging out with me and, you know, spending time with me and, you know, trying to get me to do something because I couldn't just sit here. And, uh, so yeah, she, she essentially saw my progress with building my walls and she sprung for the foam bales and what I thought was going to be $300 was $3,000 later. And <laughs> I did my first jumps into the foam pit. But, How old uh, were you at that point? 2003, I was, uh, I'm trying to do the math here. I hit my head for a living. So, um, oh man, what was that? 27, 27 or 28, I'd say. Um, so, oh, yeah. Well, I was born in 76. So, yeah, I was 27. You're 40. I'm 41 now. I'll be 42 this uh, this November. When in November? Uh, November 10. Ah, I'm 19th. I just was shooting for it. Yeah, so you got yep. the same zodiac sign there. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> we check out our horoscopes. And... Scorpion, yes, you are the same. Devil worship. Oh, I'm a Scorpio too. Uh, are you? When yeah. are you born? October 24th. I'm the first day. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> You're well, aren't you I'm old. not older than you. <laughs> yeah, you are. Come on, don't lie to the people now. Come on. I'm 38. Are you only, you're only 38? Yeah. Nick's, Nick's calling you out with his laughing here. I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah, I'm born in 79. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been I've been too honest about my age, I guess. I, uh, uh, listen, just because you got more hair than me doesn't mean I'm older. You may want to see you here as you're like, it sounded like you were eating a bunch of cookies. Like, I was taking a swig of my beer. <laughs> yeah, Murray's got a beer? Hey, yeah. You, well, Clint told me I had to have a beer or, or it wasn't going to be a ghost. So I figured, wow, small pressure. Shut it down. You didn't. Uh, right. Not going to lie to you. I'm probably going to, I'm going to probably, after I finish this, my wife's going to need me to help, help me upstairs to go to bed. 
This guy's like 240 pounds. He's like, yeah, he just easy, easy, easy. You can kick me on the age, but let's not call me that fat. Whatever, you're not fat. You're like a, you're a friggin' lumberjack. I'm too, I'm, I'm roughly, I average about 220. It depends on if my wife made dinner or not. Yeah. <laughs> that fluctuates by 20 pounds. Yeah, that's, that's if he did not have dinner. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. 220 <laughs> if I haven't eaten yet. I might be closer to 230 when my wife makes a good meal, so, which I think she's on top of right now. Um, <laughs> so, why do you wear the leather gloves? The world wants to know. There it is. There it is. I've been waiting for that question. I'm glad you asked that, Clint. Yeah, this would be good to get it out in the open for everyone. I will tell you the original. This is no lie. God's honest truth. God is my witness. This is the honest truth of, of why I've worn leather work gloves throughout my entire career. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was in my foam pit when it was brand new. Um, I had just, uh, I, I had a, a, I was cutting wood and stuff like that to make a living on the property here to try to make some money from time to time. I had taken some of the money that I had earned and, uh, I went to the bike shop here, the local bike shop I was, I was dealing with and I picked up a set of Fox protectors. I spent almost 50 bucks on those gloves. Wow. So stoked. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were the high end ones, Nick. It wasn't the... It wasn't the little junky ones. You didn't get the, the 180 one shit in there. What is that? Seriously? They actually, those are actually very close. Those actually, are very close. Yeah, Nick, go to his Instagram. He has he has custom fucking leather gloves made to ride with. Okay. I have for protectors because you had to pay the Canadian tax. Yeah, so you had to pay to have Fox <laughs> gloves imported. All right. So I, so I got these Fox gloves. I come home. I, I gear up. I go out. I hit my, uh, I hit my flip ramp. I go upside down. I come out. Of, I land in the foam pit. I, I, I hit in the foam pit. Back at back then, I was pretty sketchy doing flips and stuff yet. So, but I landed in the pit. And uh, when I finally crawled myself out of the foam pit, the left two index finger, the index finger and the middle finger of my left glove were ripped right off. And that was one jump. I had literally paid nearly 50 bucks for these gloves. <laughs> and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I, I just geared up to practice. I had, I had somebody here to help me. So I just went in. Uh, I just went over in the, in the truck at, you know, I had at the time we were using the pickup truck to charge a 12 volt battery to run the crane that was getting us out. And uh, so I went over in the pickup truck, and there was a pair of leather gloves there. They were not like this at all. These were like, like legitimate with the cloth backing with the red and blue <laughs> cloth on the back. Like, like lawn gloves. No, 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 no! Don't be going lawn gloves on you know, <laughs> No, like iron worker stuff or something. Well, kind of, kind of like, um, yeah, because that, that's like what my dad did. Yeah, well, they they had a cuff on them and everything like that. Oh, that. But I, so I put them on and I finished the practice set with those gloves, and uh, of course that led me to go, okay, I'm I'm not I'm not spending fifty bucks on a pair of gloves again. So I went to um, my local Menards, a hardware store, and I started looking for leather gloves like this that would 
fit tighter, more like a riding glove, but, you know, be leather instead of, you know, little, little paper thin leather. It's like some actual heft to them. So, um, and I found uh, the gloves that I've been wearing essentially. That's, that's, and that's where it's with one show. And that was in 2009. I went to Ostrava in the Czech Republic the first year and I didn't wear those gloves and long story short, call it, call it random chance or whatever. But, uh, I, I did, I did an unintentional Superman double backflip and landed on my, on my face. So, um, and I split my hand open. I wish my camera was working because I got a nasty scar in the palm of my hand. Um, and uh, that was the only time I didn't wear those gloves since the beginning. So I, I went right back to them, needless to say. <laughs> um, and we got that set up. Is somebody custom made these for you? Uh, yes. Those gloves, those gloves right there, I don't wear those anymore. They, they, are, uh, they wore out after about two years. Um, but I had uh, the company, the company is, uh, the company that makes those is in, um, uh, come on, Minnesota. Uh, and they make, uh, they make motorcycle. They're actually a motorcycle riding glove, like a Harley Davidson glove. They make them in black. They make them in this, they make them in that. I asked them to make them in, uh, natural, uh, that color, uh, with the elastic. The, the only thing that's really custom on them is, is that elastic band or, uh, that vocal band in the back of it. Yeah. That's, that's about the only thing that was really custom on it. I just, Oh, the knuckle thing? No, no. Or the, the draw the, strap. The cinch, yeah, the cinch strap for the for the wrist. Cause, gotcha. Um, yeah, because that, that was the only problem with those gloves is they kept sliding down the, the palm, and then, you know, they're not sitting on your hand right. So right. They, they, they doing so the grab tricks. Uh, do you prefer buckskin or... Uh... <laughs> I prefer elk, elk skin. Really? Elk skin. <laughs> you know, it's, a little, it's a little bit thicker, but... Elk skin is a very supple on on the hand, so. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I comes from like a hockey background too, you know. Like you're used to wearing like a motocross glove, super thin. Yeah, yeah. Or a hockey gloves kind of for power. Well, being a welder, being a welder, and um, you know, a logger. Some I've run a chainsaw my whole life um, at one point or another. Um, you know, I've, I've spent my, pretty much my whole life, uh, when I wasn't riding dirt bikes, I was in the woods or I was welding on something or doing something like that, you know, just, just physical work kind of thing. So, you know, I always wore these kinds of gloves with everything I did. This, it was a similar set. So, um, you know, and they just, uh, it just, it, it didn't really seem unnatural to wear them while I was welding as long as I kept them clean. <laughs> do you, yeah, do you have... Uh, a riding set and a um, work set or do you just all day you just go from riding to work and you just rock the same gloves all day <laughs> uh, be- before before I made a halfway decent living I would do that but it made a mess of your, of your grips on your bike so um, <laughs> yeah I, I started buying two sets you have sap uh, all over your grips and stuff yeah <laughs> right well either sap was good because it it's tacky it's like you know, it's like, <laughs> like a baseball player yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was when you greased the truck or something that it became a problem. Oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, they're uh, that that's that's why I wear them. I just um, yeah, it's kind of why I wear Dickies and and uh, 
you know, a hockey jersey. You know, the hockey jersey thing, that's a whole nother ball game too. It's 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 funny because I just, uh, you know, it, it's funny to see like Canvas, uh, which I think um, I think uh, 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 Chuck Crothers has a big hand in that company, yeah. which is awesome. You know, I think it's great. But um, I thought I've always thought to myself, I was like, man, I should be their poster boy. I don't understand because I'm I'm like the originator of that whole deal of of like you know branding yourself kind of thing. No matter how stupid it was for you know the world to see, but you know I I, I kind of showed up and just ran ran what I was you know what I mean so it worked though everybody he uh everybody wanted me to wear their stuff and you know everybody was willing to give me the stuff but I felt like uh if I would have done that especially at the first x games I felt like if I would have done that I would have been a sellout you know because I wasn't that wasn't me so you know I, I told them all I told pretty much every sponsor offer that you know let me get through this and we'll talk afterwards and I failed and became the black sheep of the of the sport, I guess. So I remember that show I did with you where I crashed. Like that was the first time I met you, and uh, the first night we were there, you were telling me how that all like that had just you know it was shortly after that, or I don't remember, but uh, it's a little blurry. But you were telling me that same thing how everybody was like calling, calling, calling. You were practicing. You were in the pit. You were in the pit, and then afterwards, nobody would answer. No. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it was. It was um, it was pretty crazy, um, you know. To think, uh, I, I, you know, it, it, it was. There's so much of that whole thing that got skewed. I mean, from people saying, "Oh, this guy, he couldn't do single back flips. He he, so he just he was over rotating single flips. So he just went around the second time, and all he can do is double back flip and this and anything." And I'm thinking, I to was myself, somewhere. Oh, uh, and I was gonna bring this up. I was somewhere, and I don't remember who it was, but it was a big, big name guy. And he said something about like I don't remember if I had pictures or what it was. And I said something about you, and they said something. And I said, dude, he's doing like super flips and shit, like snag flips. Like he, I said, he does a bunch of flip tricks. And they go, what? He can just regular flip? And I'm like, yeah, he's really good. He's got a bunch of tricks. And they're just like, the whole, huh? Yeah, the whole the whole of the industry literally thought that I just showed up, learned how to do a double backflip, showed up and just threw a double backflip. And nothing could have been further from the truth. I mean, I've never claimed to be the best rider in the world. I've never ever claimed to be like a, a, an FMX X Games quality athlete. I was a best trick athlete and it was an awesome part of my life, but I've never claimed to be that good at FMX. But I definitely wasn't this guy that would just couldn't do anything and only learned how to double flip. You right. know? So it, it was what it was. You know, I, I don't know why I got skewed like that. Um, Cause you're I, not I guess I didn't seen. And I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't show up at these big events either and, and ride with them very much. You know what I mean? I, I, I remember riding at the crusties. Um, the one I remember riding at one of the crusties and, uh, and I remember, like, um, I, I think it was Bill Cole, if I remember right, came up to me and was like, well, you can actually ride? I mean, I, I, you know, he didn't even think I could ride, like, jump yeah. ramps and stuff like that. You know, I was like, <laughs> wow, really? Who, who would learn a double backflip not being able to ride a dirt yeah. bike? You know what I mean? That's a, big, just, uh, that's a big jump in progression to go from, like, eh, I'm going to hit a ramp to I'll just double flip it because I can't, <laughs> I can't single flip it. Right. And, and, and to do that, 
back then too. Now, now it would be more realistic for that to happen because of airbags and the technology that's going on in the sport. You know what I mean? But even that, I mean, you still have to give every guy that can that can do what they do on these big gnarly ramps credit because they're still hucking these things. You know what I mean? And so here's the thing: if you're that bad, the likelihood you're going to survive uh, that much double flip practice is very, very small. Oh, and we're talking years, man. And nobody know not not many people realize this, but I was literally trying to beat Travis to it. Everybody thinks I just saw Travis do it and copied him, and that wasn't the case. I was doing double backflips before he landed his double flip at X Games. Did anything get out? It. Did anything get out? Because I mean, did you know that he was working on it, or because I feel uh, like I feel like he's the type of person that if he's he's so talented and he has that stuff that if he even heard you were doing it, he'd learn it like in a month or something and then end up doing it absolutely and and that's not to take anything from him but the, and and he had done the first double flip in what 2005 up that hill yeah. out, out in washington or something i had seen that and then when i'm learning backflips and backflip variations in my phone pit i kept over rotating i would i would do a flip variation and i would end up over rotating really bad so I propped up my ramp and tried to get some kick on it. I was like, I, I saw Travis do this. So don't get me wrong. It wasn't that I was trying to beat him to be the first one to ever double flip, but I was trying to beat him to what he did at X games. Cause I, I saw that I could do it and I could do it off, off a ramp. That was a normal kind of a ramp. Yeah. Not, not really, but not the setup he had out in, in Washington, which was gnarly in itself. It, it just, you couldn't build that and take that into X Games. Right. You know what I mean? They needed a ramp that was a plausible ramp that you could set up and jump to a normal landing. So, um, but after he did that in Washington, I started playing around in the foam pit because I was over rotating flip variations and stuff. And I started changing my ramp. I started with it really close up against the wall of the pit and had it like 14 foot jacked up, 14 foot tall, as steep as I could make it. And then I, I backed it up. I was actually trying to do 70, uh, I think there were like 72 foot double backflips. I was hitting my super kicker as hard as I could in second gear and getting thrown to the moon on it. That sounds like a, a suicide attempt, not a fucking done. I've got some pretty cool videos of it um, on, on my laptop here. I, I, I wish I was more, uh, I wish I was more tech savvy because I'd probably share them. <laughs> They're, they're yeah, pretty comical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it more controllable uh, flipping at distance versus like a super kicker or like a super steep ramp at a shorter distance? Like, because, you know, regular flips are like that. Super yeah, kicker is yeah. hard as hell to control, but once you start traveling uh, forward, then it, it makes the flip way easier to control. I think you actually have to have some forward momentum. I don't think you could do something like on a spine jump with a dirt bike, I, I don't, I mean, they're, they're getting pretty close. I mean, you see Travis's 10 and 80 thing or whatever you call that double flip 360 thing. Yeah. He just put down insane. Um, but even that ramp, you're still moving forward. You know what I mean? He's yeah. still jumping. Well, 50, you know? They even said, Bruce told us that those guys are hitting it in third because second sent them up too high. 
So it's like really, yeah. So they're going into it. I guess like a like a ramp, you know, in third. Like if you would hit a hundred foot double, uh, you know, jump or whatever, freestyle mm -hmm. jump, you kind of like cruise into it, like you do a ramp, kind of slow in third, and then just fucking pin it through the face. I think it's kind of yeah. like that's what I gather. I obviously have no idea. Yeah, I wasn't there when he. I wasn't there when he did that, but it was it was definitely. Uh, he he came up to a Wisconsin to a Subaru thing in the in the I think it was February, and we went over and hung out with him for a little while and and he he showed me the videos of it and it was I, I was pretty impressed I was like wow I mean he I'd been out to his house and jumped his bigger ramps than what he used for that and um and stuff so that that jump was that's actually not that big for him you know what I mean the yeah. the ramp I think he said was like seventeen or nineteen feet tall or something like that. But the, the big ramps, like Sheeny's triple flip ramp was like 42 feet tall. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and, yeah, which I, I stood there. Dude, I stood there at the cliff where he did that when I was at Travis's house. And I'm looking at Josh's like sequenced shot on my phone. And I'm looking down where the ramp was. And you could see where the top of the ramp is. And that's that's legitimate. That It's it's like 40 foot tall. I didn't and then you look. I didn't that. I I don't have no idea, but then you then you look straight up and you see how high he went from the flat ground. They said he was like a hundred and five feet off the flat ground. Oh, he, he only traveled. He didn't travel thirty or forty feet forward. I mean, he what? literally it was a wall. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, if, if he would have if he would have messed it up, I don't think he'd be here. I mean, Josh is yeah. still a kid, but. You know, that's that's a do it or you're done. Yeah. He's going to for her in that mobile. And the funny part is, is he landed with like 39 of them or something. He landed a whole mess of them in that airbag landing they had up there. Oh, really? Is that yeah, yeah you, you can't just you can't just huck that. You know what you I mean? Know, I knew he did some, but I didn't figure he did that many into, uh, into yeah, he, the, in practice. He crashed, uh, he crashed a, a handful of times. He landed a bunch of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, Josh is Josh. That dude is, yeah. that's not even right. I mean, it's amazing to see that kind of a athleticism, you know, brought to a double flip, let alone everything else he's accomplished. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that, that, uh, that setup, uh, Travis, they, they pulled that big ramp out of there and then they built some 23 foot tall takeoff ramps. One was, uh, one was for double flip variations and then the other one had a front flip top on it. So they were doing... Travis, I, I never hit the front flip side of things, but I hit the double flip ramp. I, I struggled on that big stuff. They they Travis does things a lot differently than I do. He he hits things with speed and momentum, and I've always double flipped with power in my bike. I use the bike to help me loop out in the bike in the ramp, and um, and he does things much differently. So I really struggled on that big setup because you can't hit it like that. You've right. got to hit it wide open and here, you know. One, two, fourth. Come on. <laughs> the speed, the speed wobble up the face of that ramp was so strong. <laughs> I can't even imagine how bad it would be in fourth gear. Let's see. You gotta get rid of. You gotta um, uh, put more sag and drop your forks and your triple clamps. Moto mm. L. Yeah, simple as that. Simple as that. Simple, simple as that. As that that yeah. was my problem in the sand pit with with uh, Moto pimps when he said just lean back. Yeah, like okay. it would, dude. It would head shake. Like 
I and I'm like trying. I'm like just casing these jumps. And I'm like I go a little bit faster, and every time I try to go a little bit faster, I'm like pretty sure my front's gonna tuck on the face, and I'm just gonna lawn dart myself into it. But that's all. That's what it was. It was set up uh, like all stink bug, like high in the back. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah, that that's definitely brings back the old uh, the old racing days. Most of the tracks up here are just sugar sand. The whole UP is sand. So I I I can feel your pain on that one. (laughs) Because that's all the um, silt that ran off of Canada, right? Yeah, I think. uh, I think so. Well, across the border. Most of my Canadian friends like to say that we stole all their topsoil. I guess when the the glaciers cut the the cut the Lake Superior out of the out of the ground, it dumped all the soil back uh, down in Wisconsin, and uh, you know it scraped all the topsoil off of the UP and off of where where Superior is, and left us with all the sand. So, bunch of jealous hosers. Yeah, right. It's probably because all those lakes were probably one big lake at one point. Could have been. Could yeah, have been. sure. Dinosaurs were roaming around, right? Yeah, they used to yeah. swim in it. <laughs> they just called it the lake. The lake. It wasn't even superior. It wasn't a great lake. Nothing. It was just a lake. Imagine how full it would have had to been to 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 because uh, I mean our elevation above it. I think I'm. I think we're like 175 feet above the the water level in Escanaba, yeah. where I am. Yeah, and I'm in a lower area too. And dinosaur lake means ocean. Ah. (laughs) In Latin, dinosaur lake means ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Mythological ocean. Uh, Man. So you you just did a big show, didn't you, up in... uh, Inverted. Yes. Sick air inverted. It was, uh, it was glorious, Nick. And and um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. We call. We were almost gonna call you, but Ed said you had gave up. You gave up riding. You put in. Uh, you threw the towel in and uh, retired. So we needed to go up and cover it for two wheels. We what? The next one we need Nick to cover it for two yeah, wheels. Yeah, I would have drove up there. I didn't even think oh, about dude. it. Yeah, we should have had you guys come up. I Nick, well. We had um, we had a, a list of a list of riders and um, uh, my good buddy Josh Penner, which I don't know if uh, do you know who Josh is. He's more of a Winter X Games guy, but he's gnarly as all can be on a dirt bike as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He came out to the house um, and because uh, he was going to do the show, so he came out to the house a couple days early and uh, he was practicing at the house and and he went a mile long and over rotated a flip uh. and. Yeah, he hurt his hurt his wrists pretty bad on Thursday night. This was two days before the gig, so we were kind of like, because uh, he he was done. He he had a concussion, and they said he sprained his wrists. But that goes to show you, you know, our local hospital has a little bit to be desired. So he went home. Don't and, get caught talking shit on the hospital. When, <laughs> there's a good chance. Oh no. That that's the only reason I say that is is they weren't exactly very thorough. Well, he's he's Canadian by nature, so you know, or, or nationality. So, well, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how the insurance or that worked, but you know what I mean. So at the end of the day, they just, oh yeah, you sprained your wrists and you got a concussion, you're fine, and sent them home. So 
he he went back to the house. He went back up to his place, and the next day he's posted on his Instagram. He's in two two full casts up his forearms. I was like, oh man. Damn. Yeah, he uh, he was an alternate for uh, quarter pipe at, at, uh, at Summer X Games on his bike this year. Oh really? Yeah. Do you have a awesome. quarter pipe? I do not. He does. Where um, is he live? Right by you. No, no, Josh is from uh, uh, Winnipeg area. He lives up uh, near Winnipeg, Canada. It's about a 12-hour drive for him. Oh, but, yeah. but he's learned everything. He, he came here to learn how to flip his sled and his bike uh, about three years ago. Um, and within within a couple months of him learning how to flip his sled, he got an invite to Winter X Games. And uh, he's come so close to getting medals and, and, and everything. It's... Uh, and he and he always has he always has problems. He gets up to Winter X Games and he has sled problems, and you know it, it seems like that seems to be a pretty headache up there with uh, carbureting and you know dealing with the elevation up there. So, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, he, he he got hurt two days before, so we were going to call you, Nick. We were we were looking for somebody to help us fill the spot short notice that was close, and Ed was like, "No, he don't ride. He doesn't ride." So I was like, "Come on, why would he give that up?" I have well, I have the bike. It's just sitting there. I gotta put grips on it. Well, you need to put that thing right up. Different. Like I haven't hit a ramp in a while, and not that it's, it's hard, but you know it's a mental thing. So, it, oh hey, I have all kinds of the mental understanding. I am. Uh, I, I I went through a big mental thing at this show. I was I was dealing with some some problems, and um, yeah. Long story short. Uh, 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 didn't get the practice that I had hoped for um, because I'm trying to promote the show. I'm trying to set the show up. I'm trying to take on all of that stuff. And uh, thank God I had Ed Rossi there and, and Josh Hedford and you know all these guys that come up and are super helpful. But Ed, Ed himself is just like you know I, I love that dude. I've been we've been riding buddies forever it seems. Um, but he came up and, and just like he, he took such a huge part of the reins away that uh, it would have never happened had he not made it. But, um, but yeah, long story short, it, it, it was a, it was a struggle. That whole show was a struggle. I, I went through some mental blocks and I ended up wadding up with a double backflip and uh, I had to, had to get back up. Thankfully it was, I was okay. And I got back up and stomped the second one. So, so you, you went for it and then you still yeah. had it. Well, I, I went for the first one and, I, I got all kinds of squirrely that the setup was all wrong. Um, my ramp was, my ramp was tipped over probably, I don't know, had to be a couple five degrees anyway. It, it, it looked like it was leaning over really hard. And um, I went for it. And on the first one, it was all kinds of spinning weird corked out. And I ended up landing a little sideways and I drove off the side of the bag and swatted up into some padding thankfully I didn't hit any of the concrete blocks that were over there and uh so I popped back up and they got the bike off of me and I popped back up the bike was okay I jumped it once and I, I double flipped the second time I was able to stomp it and ride it away so and I maintained the oldest double back flipper title in the world <laughs> good luck catching that Travis. where was the show at where was this at uh, the Escanaba State Fairgrounds, the UP State Fairgrounds in Escanaba, Michigan. Huh. Yeah. So Damn, that's amazing. It's our, our second year. Last year last year was awesome. Ed did his first front flip at that show last year. I saw that. That was crazy. Because yeah. you guys oh, he, definitely 
landing for that setup? Yeah, yep. We have a we have a scaffolding lander. It's um, it, it needs a little. It's it's it needs a little bit of changes and stuff to make it a little bit more user friendly, so to speak. But um, it turned out really well. It's that's Ed's design. I, I built it. Ed built it. We built it together. It's all Ed. The whole thing is is he he essentially said. I mean, we put our heads together, but this was his baby, his idea. This is that's built off of the one we built in um, Antigua. Yes, 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 it is. He he actually talked about you uh, when we were building it. He talked about that and said that you guys had built one over there or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so. again, if I had not had Ed with me, we probably would have been in fucking trouble. Oh, dude, he's <laughs> he's gold. When it comes to work, man, that dude's a farmer. He gets yeah. it done. You know, they didn't screw around. Dude, they, they weighed, you know how island islanders are, right? So they, they're just like, we're going back and forth about wood or metal, and they're like, metal, 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 and then finally, like, they kept pricing everything out, and I'm like, hey, if the show's like two days away, like, we better, you know, at least buy some material or something, we'd rather do something. Right, make so, some sort of an effort. So they buy the stuff th- that night. And so the day before we start, like literally a day before, and we've, we've never built one before, and they bring in scaffolding and then just bring us a bunch of wood, and uh, we all, same thing, sat down, drew everything out, saw what we had, and then just started nailing shit together, had to um, scab together like two 12-foot, uh, 12 by, you know, two by 12s, and... Yeah. Uh, Built the thing, jammed a soccer net up underneath it for extra support, and then <laughs> double decked the thing with plywood and ran it out, like bent the plywood out into the ground, and it was actually one of the best ramps that I ever rode. Really? It is so funny because we were putting this thing together, and that's exactly what I felt when he was putting it together. I'm looking at this thing going, come on. Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. Ed's all you could you could drive a bobcat up this yeah. thing. You know? I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I, I I mean I can grab this thing and it just wiggles all over the place. You Once know? you tie it all in, then you're good. Yep, and and that's what happened. We tied it all in and he he put ratchet straps in it and everything like that. And the thing you, you would swear when you're putting it together, there's no way. And then once it's all tied in, man, that thing is a rock. It it really uh, Justin Hicks was up there last year and he overjumped it in practice and he busted the bottom of it. And that was the only thing that got damaged at all in two shows that thing is done now with a bunch of riders jumping to it. So, How Damn. big of a deck do you have? Uh, deck is eight feet long and it's elevated. Oh, it's it's actually elevated too much because um, it's it's off putting when you jump into it. The backside's like fourteen and a half foot tall, yeah, and then the knuckle is like thirteen foot tall or something. So the safety deck is you could you could easily land on the safety deck and not even have a worry in the world. I mean, it's it's not that's it, nice though to have a safety that's not going to kick you on the bars. Yeah, right. That's that's the biggest problem with my mobile landing is it's a flat, it's a big giant ten foot of safety, but it's flat. So yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but you didn't touch that. I was you just, just gonna was, say. No, you know what happened? It was wet. That was the thing. Like I just like, it was, I like clipped it, lifted up a little bit, and then it was just like 
It was just wet. It was night. It was wet and there was no surface on it yet. It was just painted steel. So there was no grip surface on it, was there? No, because I remember talking to you like two weeks later. You're like, man, I put the grippiest stuff ever on this thing. I did. It's still on there and it still works awesome. <laughs> and I haven't uh, it. like stuff off like a aircraft carrier, you told me. Yep. Yep. You know, they, I, just, I, I took it after that. I took it a couple times after that, I think. Yes, you did. I remember it because when you did, it was a big deal. We were like, yeah, you got over the landing. Woohoo. You didn't kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Went for it. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's cool. Because Ed was hyping that show pretty big. He was like, he wouldn't really tell us too much, but he was like getting pumped about it. The one yeah. that you guys were just, just did. We were we were tr- we were planning on more than what was what we were capable of. I I had um, I had higher hopes for myself uh, moving forward. I had a couple of things go on um, uh, here at the house where I'm actually I'm actually up here. I spend a lot of time by myself, so it's it's hard to get any kind of solid run of practice in right now. And because um, I I just here alone, my my stepkids have all moved out and are gone now, so I can't force them to dig me out of the foam pit. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, you know, Brody's gone to college. Josh lives down in North Carolina now. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I do, I, I don't have, I don't have, there's not a lot of riding people up here. You know, it's just pretty much me and a couple of motocross kids will poke their nose in from time to time, but you know, there's not any seriousness about, you know, really having a desire to get after freestyle motocross. So, so yeah, I, I had higher hopes. I, you know, I had my, I have what I like to call the first ever moon booter ever built. Cause uh, you know, I, I, I it on your Instagram. I, I appreciate, and I, I don't mean anybody, any disrespect that's laid claims to it, but I built this ramp in 2009 um, to try to chase after triple backflips. And uh, I've, I've done, I've done super double flips off of it and uh, in the foam pit, you know, airbags were not all the rage back then. Um, but uh, I've definitely done a lot of double flip variations off of it and a number of different things with that ramp. And my hope was to be able to bring that to the show and, uh, and, and utilize that at the show. But it, it just wasn't in the cards, not at this time. You I just said cards. Yeah, he's he's going going I heard one. that. In the cards. The cards. <laughs> yeah. This guy over here. Yeah, right? <laughs> what shit all. <laughs> I know a little Canadian, not much. Not much. I have a lot of Canadian friends that come down here, so sometimes it rubs off on me. There it is. There it is. I got I got some Minnesota family via the wife. I and can't God. believe you, you pulled it out. There it is right there. The first I, I just, just was reading that. Is that one yeah. on the right, a regular ramp? The the one on the right is my double flip ramp. That's uh, oh, yeah. Flip. That's eleven foot one. That's bigger than a super kicker. Wow. That ramp, up That's until a couple of years ago, that ramp used to make short work at anybody. Nobody else has ever jumped that ramp up to a couple of years ago when he's and when everybody started jumping Travis's moon booter stuff. But look how steep that little one is, dude. It looks like it's as steep as the tall one, right? Oh, it's it's uh it's steep as the tall one. Um and it and actually that 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 the moon booter that they're using on nitro is essentially if you put a if you put a two foot straight section on the top of that ramp you'd have the nitro circus moon booter. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got the plans that, that for the moon booter. Have a, uh, 
heavy like transition, you know? That's 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 what it is. You you roll out that thing in second gear just on my four stroke, I roll out it just cruising, barely moving, you know, and, and then you just get to the bottom of the ramp and just everything it's got, you know, and just loop out in the ramp as hard as you can. Wow. But uh but that one uh the one on the other side, man, I'll tell you what, that that thing is it's intimidating when you're jumping it, but when you start double flipping off of it, you the first time I double flipped off that, I was in 2009, I was on my YZ250. If I would have stayed in it, I would have rotated three times. If I would have known that it was going to be that high, but I spotted and I looked and I was right at the apex and I was already around the second time. And uh, yeah, but the foam pit wasn't the foam pit doing that. Foam pit wasn't deep enough though. You, you'd land and you'd just blow right through it and land on the bottom and you just whack the ground on the bottom. So I had to, it was, I tried changing bikes over the years and then I added foam to my pit. Now my pit's like stupid deep when I fluff fit. And, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely deep enough now, but now the problem is, is if you land upside down, you're, you're running a risk of suffocating because nobody can get to you in time. So, oh, that's fucking scary. Yeah, it, it's definitely scary. <laughs> I've been buried in uh, Travis's completely upside down, and I had my I used to ride my iPod in at the time, and I got stuck so deep that I couldn't even get my hands off of my bars, like to get to my face or anything. And my iPod yep. went to some creepy uh, Pink Floyd song as I'm stuck upside down in there. And I'm just like, <laughs> That is how it goes, man. I'm like, get to me. Someone get me out of here. (laughs) This is my iPod all the time, and that always happens. It's like it's like it will bump the button on you and put the creepiest, weirdest, most dark song, and it's the loneliest place on the planet. I swear. (laughs) Dude, it was so hot, and I was upside down. Gas started coming out of the overflow tube, and I'm just like. Uh. <laughs> think about how like how good your friendships are. I'm like, like, I think I'm gonna die in here. Do I do I trust do I trust these people that much? <laughs> <laughs> Is that they're my buddy? Yeah, right. <laughs> then eventually you can feel the foam wiggling as they dig for your bike. <laughs> yeah, are they digging for their bike or are they digging for you? <laughs> well, I was directly under my bike, still on it, completely upside down. So. Oh, they were not finding me before the motorcycle. <laughs> well, that's good because you didn't let go. No, that's like I did rule, not. That's, that is rule one. Do not let go of the bike in the pit. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> goes, why? And I'm like, because whichever one of you goes in first is going to compress the foam and then it's going to start to rebound. And that's about the time the second one's going to come in. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. I've had that happen more times than I can count. Oh, it's it's the worst. It is. That's why body burials are such a um, screwed up deal because, like, that you're inevitably going to miss getting back on. You know, like, that's the whole deal. I think that's why, I think that's why airbags are going to be, yeah, that's why airbags, even the flat, even the flat airbags for learning to do body burials is way better because the bike doesn't rebound. It just blows down and stays down. Yeah. And if you push it away, um, I mean, I guess you could try it into a foam. I don't know. I just think, yeah, it's going to tumble or something. I guess the airbag, it doesn't really tumble, do they? They do a little bit. 
Yeah, they do a little bit. And the, the wave, the like the wave feature, like when the first thing lands, the corners in the other side of where the bike lands or where you land will blow up. And you'll actually end up sliding down almost like a downside in an airbag. It's really, it's really kind of cool how it works. You don't want to land inverted underneath the machine into an airbag. I mean, that's, that's not a good time really. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it's definitely better to do that into a foam pit. But, uh, you know, if, if you're, <laughs> what was that? It's just, it was Canadian. You don't want to be under the machine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You can get punctured by a lever. Yeah, lever. Yeah. <laughs> and your decals come off. <laughs> no, no, the decals will stay on, but the, the levers will poke you. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get you. Yeah, he knows what I'm talking about, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you said too American of an about. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Are you, are you stalking my Instagram, I guess? Yeah, we're stalking. Oh, we're scrolling the whole feed, man. We're going through the whole deal. You see my, you see my log truck? There's my log truck. I've been driving that. Oh, oh. you're logging there, eh? Logging so basically, we need to I see, this. I see this uh, death machine. Oh, dude. You know, I, I wonder sometimes... Um, because we, we went out there and, and I thought I was going to get some seat time in, in a car. And, uh, Wait, tell us, tell us what we're looking at in case people are listening. Uh, <laughs> well, that's uh, me and Travis Pastrana at um, uh, up in uh, uh, oh, what the heck is the name? Uh, it's somewhere in northern Wisconsin. I can't think of the name of the town, but um, it's just uh, like an hour and a half from my house. He was doing a, a, a rally thing with Subaru up there on a on a frozen lake. They made a rally car track. Uh, for studded tires and everything like that. Um, so uh, I, I saw his Instagram and uh, saw that he was he was there. So I hit him up and he's like, yeah, we're up here. Why don't you come over and drive some cars? So we went over there and hung out. And I think he's just scared to get shown up on the ice. He didn't want to let me drive a car. <laughs> you knew you had more experience in the ice. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I, I like to poke fun at Travis because I, I know how to drive a car. I mean, I can I can go and rally, but but that dude's a world champion. He he can drive a car. I mean, wow. He I took me think, riding that thing. It was like driving. It was like being in a roller coaster. I think his brain just works faster than ours. <laughs> like I really do. I think he he like um, like reads information like faster than most people do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say, I would say anybody that, I mean, I, I, I say this with, uh, the utmost for respect for anybody that doesn't, but I would say anybody that, that has ever executed a double backflip is, and I'm not trying to break myself up, but that, that, that speed of rotation, being able to read information that fast, I think, um, I, I think that most of the people that are capable of doing that and executing that or have that ability to read information quick like that. I think you're onto something when you say that. So you're saying I'm slow, I could only rotate once. No, 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 actually, <laughs> well, lowest. <laughs> now I am, the, but you gotta consider who you're talking to because I am the lowest, I am the, I am the least likely to land a double backflip out of all the double backflippers there are in the world. 
Um, I'm, I'm the least likely. I had the lowest percentage of, of land success rate of, of everybody. Um, Travis was near 100%. I think he's only crashed a couple of them. Um, and then, uh, of course, Cam Sinclair did like 50 out of 58 or something before he quit doing them. And then, and then Sheeny is ridiculous. And yeah. then, of course, now the now you've got guys like like uh, Levi Sherwood does them in his sleep. Sherwood, Luke Ackerman's doing yeah, Bink and Cajas. Uh, yeah. uh, with with all due respect to Harry, because I think Harry's a solid rider and he does double backflips. He is doing them on the super kicker, on the super moon booter thing, and. Um, Anybody that wants to do a double backflip on that moon booter could do a double backflip on that moon booter. It is it is pretty easy to do a double backflip. Yeah, I mean, I see people flip them regular, and it's so slow. Yeah, and I mean, you watch the guys, you watch most of the riders flip them regular, and they toss it their first time because they're so over rotated. And I, I, I'm telling you, it, it is so. I've I've flipped it. I've I've double flipped off of that ramp, and it, it's so easy to double flip that ramp. It's not even funny. Maybe it's so mean, easy because you've done so many, Scott. Double <laughs> flips over the it's been like twelve years now. It's crazy. I yeah, no, and no disrespect. Harry Bink is a rock. That 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 guy is an animal. I mean. It's 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 awesome what he's able to accomplish and stuff on that ramp, you know. But um, but yeah, more more along the lines of the super kicker double flips, um, guys doing them on standard kickers. Which I'm not one of them guys that are saying oh cheater ramp because that's not the case. I think it's progression, and I think that it's awesome that they're making ramps that make it easier. That well, makes sense. I think like uh, you know is that going to become the thing now? Will that become the standard ramp? Where that become a standard, like at least an option at, uh, you know, at X Games or something, or will only Nitro Circus have it? I you got to imagine that everybody else is going to try and step up and do a similar thing. You have to. At, at what I mean, they don't use. Uh, you don't. You don't see um, like like just. Uh, like the original Rev One ramps at freestyle shows anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It always moves towards progression. It has to. It has to, or it dies. X Games, in my opinion, X Games is going to have to step up to that. They're going to have to step up to putting a moon booter in, and they're going to have to implicate something with airbag technology so people don't die. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, these these guys can do this stuff on, on these double flip ramps, and yeah, you can double flip these. To, uh, to dirt landings. Travis has proven that. Everybody, you know, all these guys are doing double flips to dirt. But um, you, you can't you can't reasonably consider just constantly double flipping, uh, uh, having numerous athletes going to X Games and double flipping a ramp like that on dirt without expecting someone to get hurt or worse. So yeah, eventually. They've got to start, you've got to start implicating, okay, why, why does it need to be to dirt? If, if you can ride away and it's a relatively firm airbag style landing, but if you do wad up on it, it's not going to kill you. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the, it, it's, it, it goes beyond intelligence to not have something implicated like that. It's just why, why put people's lives at risk for, for something like that? There's, it doesn't make any sense to me, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, 
they're gonna have to do it just for the tricks, like, cause then what's gonna happen? People are gonna watch Nitro Circus, and they're gonna have these ramps, and people are gonna be throwing, you know, double flip Supermans, and then you're gonna go to um, X Games, and you're just gonna have people doing double flip uh, no handers. Exactly, you know, and then then you start to question the integrity of what the X Games is supposed to be. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's supposed to be. I think half of it is they're waiting for somebody to wad it up half the time. Oh yeah, you know, and I I don't know. I I haven't been there for a while, so I don't know. I don't know the politics as much as as I once did, and I don't really care to because I you know it, it it's it's not it's not my favorite thing in the world that's for sure but uh well i got I think, nothing to lose i can say it it's x games they love a highlight reel where somebody eats shit and they don't care if it's the dirt or what it is yeah that get... one where you crash and then ed runs out there and picks your bike up while it's still pinned yeah he... that one that one they loved but the year after they didn't love that and then the year after that they were okay you're pretty much not going to be coming back because they didn't you know, I, obviously it was understandable. I hadn't landed a jump at the X Games, so I, I was pretty, I was close, but no cigar, I guess. You know, hey, you so. were giving it though. You were trying. I mean, I think it's worse when you Willie Watts it. And you oh. go up there and you just don't go. Position for an internet video. What? <laughs> yeah. You put somebody in a position, like, yeah, you can do it, but like they put you in a position and then they. You kind of get roasted for it. I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's- yeah, yeah. That that is exactly right, actually, Nick. Because it was um, it, it it's exactly what it was. It, it was pretty much. Um, I wanted it that way. I mean, I I did it. I was I, I my goal was to do it and then try to find somebody to get into the X Games because I was like, how do you do this? I had no idea. You know, I didn't know what I was getting into either. Um. And, and it was, it was extremely overwhelming. Once, once I got there and realized what I got myself into, I was like, wow, I was not prepared for this. So, but yeah, at the end good. of the day, yeah. oh, and they didn't, they did not care one AIOTA. They cared about my health. They cared about my, you know, that I was okay. The people that were there, there was nobody there that was, there was nobody that was running the X Games or that was, you know, doing the X Games, the people behind the scenes that were cruel or inconsiderate after my crash or anything like that. The, the most notable thing that I noticed was, was how like a lot of the sponsors and a lot of the people, the media type people and everything like that were like, wanted to be my best friend leading up to it. And then after I crashed the, at the, at the first year, no one would talk to me. Everybody just like looked at me like I was a diseased freak or something. It was really weird. But you're part of this like big system, so everybody in it's probably decent. But then the, everybody's part of their little their little thing. Like you were saying with Bilko, talking about oh you can actually ride. And I remember yeah. reading, I think on EXPN or something. It's like you came out of like nowhere with the double flip, and they're like, yeah, he lives in like they hyped it like you were this lumberjack in the middle of the UP. Like you just found a dirt bike and started double flipping it. And so I think that's yeah. what a lot of people thought because they needed that storyline. Like, oh, this guy, he just started, you know, he's a madman. He's just double flipping it. And I think from what I remember reading, but I think that's how they how they sold it because they just need a storyline with everything. They don't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's about the story. And 
at the first year, I, I mean, I thought the story was pretty cool. I, I mean, I thought the, the piece they did on uh, for, for the commercial or whatever, I thought that was pretty cool how they did it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it, it, it is what it is. You can't change. You can't change what it is. So, you know, uh, yeah, uh, it was all cool. It was, uh, it changed everything, but it's just, it's TV. You yeah. needed to get some S or some uh, LBZ gear and then it would have been all good. <laughs> it is so funny you say that because <laughs> I just, I out of the blue saw uh mike russell on facebook not too long ago and hit him up i was just like dude it's been forever and we had a chat and everything like that i talked to him since back in the day and uh he's starting to do it all over again he's he's bringing it back he said so i was like awesome (laughs) so are you signing up you're gonna be an lbz rider no, no, I, I, I don't. No disrespect to Mike at all, but yeah, that, that maybe he'll make hockey jerseys for you. <laughs> I'm actually not even wearing hockey jerseys any, anymore. What are you wearing no, overalls? Uh, no, no, I wear a pair of Dickies, and I've just got some plain black and white jerseys with my whole getup kind of embroidered on them. But they're actually jerseys. They're not. Uh, they're not uh, uh, hockey jerseys. Those. They're too hot in the summer, man. They're, it, it, it's, it, it gets crazy hot in that foam pit when you're riding in there. Yeah, for sure. Are you still working on new stuff? Uh, yes. Um, I've been, uh, I actually was able, I, I purchased an airbag landing for, uh, for my, my mobile landing and, uh, you know, for, to, tr- to try to continue to double flip. I felt like my wife and I felt like it was just the right move. You know, I mean, my resi lander is the kind of the, first resi lander that was ever built but it's nothing in comparison to what these airbags are capable of doing um so after i got that um you know a lot of people don't know but i could 360 before i could double backflip um and uh, i finally put my 360s down to a landing last summer i i had my threes dialed before i could even do an executed double backflip i had 360s on lock um and that was back when Nate Adams and Bilko and like there was only a small handful of guys that could even think about doing a 360 and I never brought it to a landing because my whole life was consumed with double backflipping and and trying to be that guy so um so it was pretty cool to put put my 360s down um you know I've been working on some some bigger flip variations getting some KOD flips down and uh switch blade flips and and things like that and just it's moved away from you know, trying to compete on a world stage or anything like that. You know, I'm 41. I got a family now. I'm, I'm driving a log truck. <laughs> they call me part-time. <laughs> most uh, most of the log truck drivers up here are running, you know, 18-hour days, it seems. And, you know, I, I'll work my truck 10, 12 hours a day, so they call me part-time. But, uh, it's but ridiculous. Uh, you slacker. Yeah, it's it's sad. Doing what? Uh, logging? Yeah, yeah, just, I, I bought a log truck uh, last August because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, uh, you know, there's so many riders in the industry now and, and um, I'm just not getting the calls I once was for any of the bigger shows and, and of course, uh, a lot of the smaller, you know, monster truck shows and stuff like that. I, there's a lot of politics that I won't dive into. I won't get into, um, I won't get into, uh, uh, you know, the 
the, the pricing wars and trying to undercut people and trying to steal shows from all oh, this guy works for this promoter and you got to go steal that show from that guy. I'm, I won't do that. Yeah. I've never done that. And I won't, I won't start doing that now. That's, so that's the most exhausting part of doing any, and now I did it for a little bit and it's like, it's just, it's, it's like, uh, it's like watching mean girls. That's so, why, that's why when I got hurt this last time, when I stopped riding, I just literally walked away from booking anything. Because I'm yeah. like... Yeah, because it's just... It's so bitchy. There's And there's, oh. like, no overhead right. in it to deal with all that bullshit. Right. And and it's, it's so... There's so much politics, you know... It's so difficult to deal with. On one on one, most most of the riders and guys are are cool, and and it's it's fun to get a ride session in and everything like that. But there's so much nonsensical politics that goes on in in the demo region of the freestyle motocross world. You know, it's like um, you know, I, to, to, you you go on some people's things and you see all these blogs about oh oh. He's, this dude's riding and he's doing upright tricks with super flip levers and you know oh this guy this guy he pushes ramps in and oh what a what a wussy for pushing ramps in and it's like oh that was me oh what the <laughs> hell? that was me <laughs> I pushed him in every fucking time and it sucked my dick oh that's I, I you're you're appreciated converted man because I'll tell you what I have never once in my life have I ever pushed anybody to jump the ramps if they don't want to jump them pushed in. I, why would I do that? Yeah. Well, that's the but thing. It, like for me, I was riding somebody's setup. It was a different setup every week. Exactly. So one guy to the other. Well, and yeah, if I was jump, if I, I was jumping my own setup. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just gonna say that it, it, it's. I've done shows on my own setup and, and if you've got like a run of shows, you're doing say the arena cross series or something and you're every weekend you're doing the same uh, different building, but you're using your own ramps. We didn't push your yeah. ramps in. If you were using the same rider uh, or same couple riders are with you the whole time. Yeah. You just jump them. It didn't matter. But you know, if you've got, if you've got a, a handful of guys that are all brand new, you know, it's like, uh, well, yeah, let's push them in, and whoever wants to jump them at close can jump them and get it back. And those that want to pop them, they blast them. Well, it also comes into floor space. You know, like exactly. a lot of times you don't have the floor space to jump whatever 72. It's not going to happen. So, you know, exactly. what are you going to do? Just guesstimate it and go, like, oh, okay, I'm going to set it at 67 then, and we're just going to turn to this wall and fucking give it. You know, and like, oh, you can do that a bunch, but eventually, you know, you're going to mess up and it's not worth it for the amount that you're getting paid for a single show. Not well, at all. You got how many shows you sign up for? And you're banking on all those shows. You need all those shows to make money. If you do half, you just, it's a huge loss. Oh, exactly. And it's all, all for what? For pride or, you know, make your balls look big or whatever? You know, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's, just ego, it's totally yeah. ego. Like, I always amp up when I before I ever did shows. I just set it up like all right, I'm ready at 75 feet. So I backed it up, got it 75. Well, then anytime I moved it to a different dirt landing, I did 75. But I was also 20, and it was a it was an ego thing. That was fine. But you go to metal in a hockey stadium, there's no room for error. Like you can't fuck that up. Nope. And that's and that's the thing too. If if you're in a hockey stadium, you you put it at 72, you might hit the ceiling. You know, you don't know yeah. that because yeah. it, 
it's either that or you're going to smash that wall. Even if you grease it, you might still smash the wall. There's been so many different, there's so many different stadiums that, that I've done with, with like Ed and, and uh, Josh and, and places we've gone to where you can't jump 75 feet. You, you would literally not stick. You're not even, yeah, you're jumping like 55 feet and it's a flip show. So what are you, what are you going to do? You know, you, it's, it's like, I, I, like I said, I don't even like going negative because I'm not trying to bash the guys that just talk ramps, but I hate getting bashed for being a guy that'll push ramps in. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's like, so what I, it, and the, the, the funniest part about it though, is, is that I can, I can put my ramp at 47 feet and be back to 75 feet in 10 minutes. Yeah. And these guys will come out and run past the ramp 45 flipping minutes going past the ramp and cause they're nervous to jump it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like, why are you giving crap when I, I'm, I'm sitting here waiting on you now? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I've so, seen that exact same thing too. And I've seen them yeah. overbomb, you know, like, I'm not jumping it, and then wait, and then overbomb the living shit out of it and blow through the wall into the pits. Yeah. And I'm just like... Yeah, you okay it, like, 40, 50 feet? Yeah, you, you should have just out been out of here half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, all, it's like everything. It's just an ego deal. Which is hard, because yeah. motocross is all... At the root of it, it's kind of like with freestyle, it's like... You're always one up in at least yourself. You know, I understand. But that's what the line is: is it should be with yourself. It shouldn't be. And it's one thing to one up with a trick or something like that. Like, oh, Nick did a sick rock solid. I got to do a rock solid to no handed lander. You know, that's different. That's great, and that's progression. And I think one versus the other, you'd be stoked for the dude that one up to you because what he did was awesome. But yeah. it's like a teardown process it's like oh i'm not one upping you i'm pulling you down lower than me you know what i mean it's I, like, I understand if it's x games or some kind of contest i get it set the ramps that's what they sit you know what i mean that's the course that's what it's about is going but those legitimate those have legitimate landings with legitimate safety decks they're dirt landings there's that enough running there's enough shutdown Exactly, but these other shows where we're doing this stuff, it's like you're 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 dealing with this stuff in an arena setting, and you're dealing with a dirt landing that's a third of the size. It's five feet wide at the top, and it's got a six foot safety deck on it. And you're gonna and it's and it's literally like a little bump when you're looking at it. Yeah, you know? it's and like you can't even see it over the top of the of the takeoff. Exactly. No, you're gonna yeah. just go drop it and huck that. Why? You know, yeah. Guys, so there's a lot of guys out there that can and do do that. But you know, if you're not confident in doing that, what does it hurt to throw the ramp up and and have it back in 10, 15 minutes of practice? Right. You know what I mean? Well, and here's the thing: is that you eventually. For the most part, is if you're riding those little teeny landings, eventually. You're going to miscalculate by, you know, a couple of feet, which is all it takes to hang up, you know what I mean? Your back wheel or case it if there's no safety on the thing. Oh, yeah. You know, because the, the I, I dirt is the super bars. soft or, or uh, you're yeah. at a higher elevation than you thought, you know? Like, you didn't realize how, what the elevation was. 
Dude, I've gone super. I've gone over the bars because the the dirt they just brought in like six hours earlier is like play doh, and I went yep. a couple feet long, and you flip over the bars because you can't go long at all, like normally. Nope. So it's, it's the it deal is the sketchiest deal. You're always in a rush. It's never, and it's not to complain. Like we all like doing it. We all made money, but it's not. You just can't compare it to going out to some. Pre, you know, primo riding spot to a huge landing. Or like you said, X Games, at least they're a regulation of whatever, 12 feet yeah. tall, 8 yep. foot safety deck, you know what I mean? And, well, the, uh, and, the clay, and the clay is solid, it's not mud, you know, yeah. they, they'll dry it out, they'll make it proper, they're, they're dirt guys, you're there, you're the main headline show when you're doing that show, that type of show. Yeah. Well, when you're doing a Monster Jam or a Monster Truck show, I don't want to just single out Monster Jam because, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. But Monster Truck shows in general, especially when they have dirt landings, it's just it's you're you're looking at you're a secondary in a show. So you're yeah. an in and out. So they they slot together this little landing and call it good enough. And uh, and that's what you get. You know? And then they run it over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in the second night, they they tore it all up, and now there's big giant ruts in the face of it, yeah. and it's and the knuckle is half as it's half as sharp as it was because they ran it over with the truck. Yeah, and the safety like, rounds down in the back. It's fun yeah, now, and we all we all handle it. It was just like it's not comparable to drop dropping a ramp at uh, 75 feet on a huge land, you know? Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the same the same thing. Like I say, you know, you get so tired of of hearing people in the in the sport like talking smack about stuff like that. And it's like I don't I don't I don't bump my ramps at my house. You know what I mean? I, I've yeah. got just big gnarly dirt landings here. I don't I don't bump my ramps unless somebody new comes and and they're not comfortable jumping the ramps where they are. I'll, I'll bump a ramp for them. I don't care. I want them to have fun and be safe. I don't want them to get hurt. You know I, I mean? did show up at your house and hit the ramps where they were. But I was to my keeper said, just hit it this fast. And I was like, all right, I trust Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was landing. That was fucking sweet. Oh, yeah. The, the landing here is, is a mountain. I mean, you can live. I've literally jumped my big landing in first gear on my 75-foot ramp and made the safety. And I jumped it in third gear on accident and still landed in the transition. That's how, that's how big that landing is. <laughs> Your landing's so big that we were all like just jumping it and just over and over, and I was getting head shaked down the landing because it was getting. We we're so many of us were riding, it's getting whooped out like breaking bumps down the landing. Yep. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's what's going on right now because we had a bunch of people up here practicing for the show, and my my landing got all tore up. We had four or five bikes going at the same time on it. And awesome, like that though. Oh, it is. It's a blast, especially because I have a rock rake for my skid steer now. So I just, I don't have to go out and rake it by hand anymore. I could just run that rock rake and it pulls all the rocks out of it. It's, it's just, it's really? gorgeous. Oh yeah, it's so awesome. So pumped on that deal. Spent a lot of time slinging a rake in there, you know, spend more time raking and, and working than, than riding it. It sucks. Now, now a guy can get something done, so... <laughs> I feel like knowing you, you probably built that just by hand, just out of oh. No, no, I didn't. I, I, I had that. <laughs> I just a pickup truck and a shovel. I, 
I, I upgraded my skid steer. I, I was having problems with my first skid steer and an opportunity came uh, where I could upgrade it. And uh, when I traded it in, I, I bought the rock rake. Uh, it's like a Harley rake, but it's a little bit more in, entailed than that. And I bought that with it because it was, um, uh, it's, it, it's, it's a pretty handy little unit. You're probably going to have to go quite a ways back to find it. I'm looking but, for it. It um, was, uh, well, look at that with Steve Mini at my house. I forgot about that. Here's my truck. Where's Steve Mini? Right there. That that video. Steve came up and did some front flips in my foam pit, and uh, and blasted his first ones to my resi. You were talking about. Um, I'm up in Stranahan. I'm about to be Scott Murray's place in Michigan. I went there for the first time right. two months ago. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what to expect when I got there. It was it was by far one of the best freestyle courses I've ever seen, and had a massive foam pit, a resi landing, uh, motocross track. It was just a, just a huge FMX playground, and um, I went there to learn the front flip, and left that day uh, doing my first front flip to dirt. And um, and yeah, like I said, it's just the best best course I've ever seen. It would it'd be better than any X Finals course or any X Games course, and just had a great day there. So that's why I was trying to land. That's why I had to ride it. Damn, quite the uh, testimonial right there. Yeah. I I thought it was pretty cool, man. I I I mean, I've known Steve for a long time. He was on the Krusties back in the day, and you know, he's uh he can't be much younger than I am. He's been there for a while, but yeah, he's a he's a solid guy. I, I really like Steve. He's a good egg. But, yeah, uh, I was thinking that when I posted that, um, I just posted something about because he does ridiculous turndowns, like oh, one eighty, yeah. and I'm like. This dude has literally been in freestyle as long as I have. Like, I remember his name when I first started. And he just doesn't really get it that much uh, exposure, and he's just so gnarly. And he's yeah. Australian. They usually get, like, I don't know, a lot of maniacs coming out well, of it. Well, the original guys kind of didn't get that much exposure, like Sully. Sully's been around for a long time. He was always really Sully, good. Sully, mate. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember Sully back in 2008. Steve Manu, you know what I mean? Though? Those guys were around for a long time, um, and it yep. seems like they didn't really get that much play. Yep. And there's still, a lot of them are still, I don't know if Sully is yeah. as much into it. He's I know like, he still rides and everything. But, yeah. But like, uh, like, like Steve Minnie, he's doing all the Nitro shows. He did World Games here uh, last summer. He blasted a front flip in World Games, and uh, I mean, he he kills it. He he rides so good, but and he does so many gnarly variations. It's just it's, it's sickening. I mean, the, the variations he puts together, both upright and inverted, it's it's mind bottling how he does it. You know, it's but like you said, he just he just doesn't get. Yeah, you know, mind-bottling, like it's mind-bottling. <laughs> I know. It's, it, that's a real term now because it's just become so silly. <laughs> it, just make, it just makes sense, you know? It does make sense yeah. more than mind-boggling. Yes, I don't understand. Let's that. look up boggle and we'll figure that out. It's probably <laughs> a Canadian word we don't know about. But it's an English I, word. But yeah, he... he He's a he, he is a solid guy and a solid rider, man. He's he's such a good rider and, and he's a solid dude. He's he's actually an athlete manager for Nitro Circus and um, you know he's uh, he's got different avenues on what he does uh, as well as being a, a fill-in rider and, and 
also one of the one of the main guys in Australia. I think they're trying to keep them uh, keep them, a lot of the guys home more than than not. I, I'm not certain about that. I might be talking out of my rear, but because it seems like Sheeny and a lot of their main guys stayed home for this first Nitro Next Level tour. Well, that also may be a. Um... You know, they're like, I would rather stay home for those months and work on tricks for X Games. Right, true. Right. Because that's coming up real quick here. And, uh, you know, that would be a nice time off to lead into X Games to work on some stuff. I think so, because especially with with um, with um, um, Sherwood, you know, pulling out every double flip variation that he did last year, it's got guys like Sheeny kind of going, okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to step up here to, to stay with them. And, and Sheeny's been the double flip guy for how many years? So that's got to sting a little bit for well, him. Well, exactly. Here was my thing last year when I watched X Games. Because like you said, Levi just learned to double flip. And he comes out and he throws down all these tricks and he beats Sheeny. Well, Sheeny basically rode Nitro Circus right up until X Games. So, you know, like, you know as well as I do, when you're doing shows, you do what you know you can do. You're not out there trying to learn new stuff. So I don't think he had the time to try and learn anything. And like you said, I'm sure that a guy like that, that pissed him off, and he's like, fuck this, I'm going home, you know, figuring it out. And I think the same thing with Clinton Moore. Like, he's like, okay, I need to, whatever he's working on, a double flip, that 1080 thing, you know what I mean? Uh, bike flips, I heard he's trying to get them as well. So, I mean, I'm sure that he's like, yeah, I'm going to step, take that first half of tour out and just try and get super gnarly at home. Yeah, trying to catch up to Pages, I would imagine. That's what, that's what it seems like uh, Clinton has been up to. You know, he's, he's playing catch up with Pages. He's right there. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's only a couple of... Uh, a couple of things shy of, of what Pages has been up to and now with his double flip in there. And I don't even know, I, I don't even understand how Pages isn't, isn't in X Games. Like he wasn't in X Games last year. I don't, I, I couldn't understand that. I'm like, how, how does this guy, he's either not there by choice right. or there, or some, somebody needs to lose their job. I feel like it was a choice. It had either that or Red Bull and X Games have different production companies. Yeah, but um could be. Levi's a Red Bull guy. Yeah, that is true. That Which is from true. New Zealand. He's probably real like easy going, easy to get along with. We're talking about a French <laughs> No Pages is I guarantee you Pages is easier to work with than Levi is. Really? I do I do not know Levi at all. Um but I am uh, I can legitimately say that I stood on the top spot of the podium with Thomas Pages sitting uh, in spot number two. Yeah, I've and, seen uh, that. Was that the Navy? Um... Navy Moto X. He did a double grab backflip. That was back before his brother got hurt, and he's he was still doing backflips and stuff. Um, he did a double grab backflip. By today's standards, was a choke, um, but back then it was what there was one or two guys that had ever done a double grab flip and uh yeah he he stomped a double flip uh or a double grab back flip and uh um 
Loza missed his uh, trick. His I don't remember what he Volt called it. Or electric doom. The, oh, the doom. The the electric doom thing. He had um, he had messed up and, and wadded up both of those attempts at that show, at that gig. And so I won. I landed my double flip and I won. And Pages took a second place. But I, you know I don't know him now. I've, I haven't seen him in years. I have no idea what kind of person he is now. But back then he was. He was a pretty cool guy. He was he was pretty laid back and pretty happy. He wasn't the he didn't he didn't seem like he was that that what you would think when you know that arrogance or whatever you would think you know. I we're seen here, listen, we're trying to just judge him off his nationality, and just be <laughs> like he's a French dick. Let us have this moment. I think there's plenty of those out there though. I don't think we need to add to the list. He's so he's close to French <laughs> Canadian though, Nick. Yeah, you know, he's probably biting his lip because it's like, uh, what is no, it? I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually, by nature, French, by, by nationality, I'm French. Oh, okay, there it is. Now we have there it. Is. He's offended by what we said. There it is. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. No, I was at um, some ex-fighters working for Javier, just like basically bolting suspension on his bike or whatever. Okay. And um, every time I was around Thomas, he... Like you said, very nice. Said hi to me and stuff. No idea who the fuck I am. You know what I mean? There's no need, yeah, yeah. need to say anything to me. And he was always cool. And anytime I'd ever yeah. gone up to him, like at X Games one year, when he did that body burial and off the super kicker, and then he comes out in the second uh, thing and does the body burial 75 to dirt, and they gave him a lower score. And I was like, dude, yeah. you got like you should have won that and he was like you, you think so and I was like yeah and he's like thank you like you know I'm sure probably a hundred people said that to him but he was still grateful that I had said it and anytime I've ever dealt with him yeah. at all he's always been really cool and he doesn't like I said he has no idea who the hell I am I don't imagine so there's no re- reason for him to be cool to me yeah he he. I, every every time I've ever dealt with him or ever talked to him, he's always been just like that. It seems like it's his natural. That's just who he is. That's the kind of person he is. Yeah, which is cool. Clinton Moore too. Have you met him? Um. Yeah, I did. I did back in the day. Um. I I think. Uh, you know, there's a there's a time frame. <clears throat> there's a, there seems to be a time frame in 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 a young freestyle motocrosser's life where they um. At one point in their life, they're young and they they are brash and cocky and bold, and they gotta like try to like like that whole thing about knocking you down, like we were talking yeah. about earlier. And that no, was my experience. Right? Like, no, no, I was I was talking, you know, and I I don't think he's like that anymore. But when I when I met Clinton, um, he was he walked up to me and the first thing he said, he's like, "Hey, my name's Clinton," and he looked at me and he goes. You remember that ramp they built for you at, on the Krusty tour? Your double backflip ramp? And I went, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He goes, yeah, it's at my house. And I was like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, that thing's a piece of shit. Just like that. I was like, Dang. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, it works for me. It's, you know, it's got me around the, the block, so to speak. So I guess, you know, I'm sorry it didn't work out for you. You know, but that was, that was how I met him. I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth for him. That I was like, yeah, whatever. You're kind of, 
you know, I don't know yeah. why you would come up with that on your mouth, but okay. Yeah, I tell people, but, you know, like how people, your relationship with people depends on the point of life you're at when you meet, you know, yep. and it's like, the reason I'm able to do this podcast is because I did ride at least with a lot of people at some point and they respected me somewhat as a peer. You know, they knew, they know that I can ride at least to some level. If I had never done that, there's no way I could call up Nate Adams and be like, hey, you want to do my podcast? You know, I don't feel like. But other people, you know, now the newer kids that I meet that I don't, I'm not riding. So it's like, I think they have a different perception because we're not riding together, you know? Yeah. And, and I think everybody kind of grows up out of that a little bit even even like cam sinclair was kind of had that cockiness and that brashness about him when he was first learning how to double flip he was watching me and kind of learning from me while i was doing the shows and then go home and practice and then he'd come back and show all his buddies and stuff on the side and like look at this and showing them knack flip double flips and stuff in the pit and he hadn't even landed one yet he's doing like knack double flips and everything so he was like that, just had that cockiness about him. And then after a couple of years and his accident and everything like that, he was in Costa Rica and we got to hang out together down there. And he was a totally different person. He was, he, he was more like an adult. He was, he was uh, kind hearted and, and, and just ge- like a genuine person. He wasn't arrogant about anything. You know what? I think that they were at the time probably gunning for you. You know what I mean? Or at least trying to do what you were doing so they couldn't really... You know, those dudes don't know me and I'm not threatening at all, you know, because I'm not even riding. So, uh, I mean, Clinton was the same thing. Like, he would just be like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, don't even know who... You know, he has no idea who the hell I am, but he was always nice to me. And I'm sure it's just the scenario of which we met. There was no... uh, He's not worried about me at all, you know what I mean? So it's just like was a cool thing. Right, right. I can agree to that. I can I can see how that that would be. You know, in that situation, um, I had just met, you know, I met Clint at at the Nitro Circus that I did uh, the first one in Vegas, and um, you know, Cam, we were doing, you know, crusties together. So it's kind of the same boat. And then uh, I haven't seen Clinton. He he's. Uh, He's actually follows, we follow each other on, on social media. He's liked a couple of my posts and stuff like that. So, you know, we don't talk or anything like that, but you know, it is what it is. I don't, I'm not a social media guru. I mean, I go on there once in a while, but I'm not one of those guys that, you know, I'm all <laughs> like, like living on my social media. I, I really don't do that. I well, you don't have uh, internet most of the day. <laughs> yeah, not really. I don't even have cell service most of the day. He's gonna go out with like a a satellite on his phone. He has a satellite phone. No, no, no. We oh, have. I have one of those old nineteen eighty four phones that are big and giant, like the house phones. You know, that's and that's what gets service. It's got. That's the why he has this tumor inside of his head. Yeah, it's like a great service the whole time. <laughs> he probably doesn't have a tumor because of his old ass phone, and we do because of our. New That's why my thumb is swollen from just yeah. texting all day. <laughs> I'm worried about it. That's why I yell at the kids to stay away from the TV and the router. That's why you gotta. That's why you gotta get a headset so you don't you don't have the phone up by your ear. No, 
all, like, I don't all talk those radio. No, that's my thing. I don't talk on the phone at all. I'm just like texting all day. Who talks on the phone, <laughs> Scott? I, well, I, I hate texting because I drive all the time. So, you know, talk to text. I, I, I yeah, but I, well, Wait. I wish I could get you to come for a ride in my truck one time because it's it's. I just put brand new mufflers on. Feel stupid loud. Why don't you just <laughs> sign up with Google? They'll record your voice. They'll they record everything you say. They want you to say. <laughs> They'll record everything you say, including this moment. And now you're tagged, Clint. They, oh, yeah. at, don't worry. They're already. They've already assigned four more ads for me since we've been doing this podcast. Just from stuff <laughs> I've I've mentioned. Dude, like, everything oh. they've recorded on my phone, they can get me to say anything. They'd be like, Nick never said that. They'd be like, listen to this, and then they'll be like, some. Waggy statement. <laughs> Who knows what I've said over the past month? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, Clint, we didn't get into conspiracy theories yet. With, no, uh, I was thinking about that. We're just nope. diving into He's it. so close to Canada, he probably doesn't have any. They don't, uh... Rossi had conspiracy theories. And oh, man. I doesn't have any, I'm, I'm depressed. Ed Ed Rossi Ed Rossi hits me up with messages and stuff, and he'll he'll tag me and stuff on Instagram so much. He tells you to like get in the house because there's they're capturing. Oh my gosh, it's just like I'm like I'm thinking to myself. He he sent me some dandy stuff where I'm I'm like wow, it's more intriguing than anything. I don't really. What what am I going to do about it? You know what I mean. (laughs) So it's like. We can man. That's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> he he sent me a couple of things. You know, the chemtrails is kind of hard to refute that. You know what what the purpose of those are is up for yeah, grabs, I guess. I'm fifty fifty on that one. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Are they trying to control global warming or control the weather? I heard it's or? just condensation, also. Yeah, yeah so that's well, what I'm it's a. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I've never seen condensation blow up into clouds and do what it's doing, and then have the government say, "Yeah, we're actually spraying the air." So, oh, here we go. We got him. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. We got a youper. My, my 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 stepdad actually was was on me about the the condensation bit. I'm just like, uh, no. There's there's planes. That's universal one. Like that one gets people fired up on either end. There's, 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 there's planes that go by that don't have anything, you know, like I said, I'm, I don't care. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the, I don't try to lay claim to that, but there's definitely doing something. I mean, you can't refute well, that. Like, not uh, doing Joe Rogan's thing was, he's like, listen, if they're not spraying, they're still, that's exhaust constantly. If you don't see it, that, that chemtrail, that contrail, that's still, there's still exhaust going with everyone. You can't argue that that's not doing something. Oh, right. Right, but to to see, I've never seen in in my lifetime, they're, they're, they've been flying jets more than my lifetime. So to see them flying jets overhead and watching those those trails blow up and be into a beautiful sunny day turns into a cloudy day, you know, it's kind of hard to refute that, you know, because that never happened when we were kids. You know what I mean? I hear so, you. So how how is the fluoride situation in your water? I don't know. We have, we have a well water. I was going to say, that dude. Oh, son of a bitch. He has um, to go to the river and get buckets of water. 
Now, oh, come on, man. We got a well. We got a well. I just replaced all of that. I I I screwed up here. I was I was in a hurry and I I was digging the side of my house out to put boiler lines in my house and uh, I dug up my well system and pulled the whole stuff. black line right up against the house. Wrecked yeah. The whole what is a boiler line like? Just. Uh, the heating system that I put a heating system in for my uh, shop and because it will heat my shop I can also heat my water in my house and my house with it so um, I had uh, I bought into the geothermal system back in the day um, and when we redid my house in 2008 or 2009 I put a geothermal system in and that was the biggest mistake and the biggest hoax when I'm talking about conspiracy theories is (laughs) geothermal heating systems don't waste your money. All it is is glorified electric heat. I'm not kidding you. It's supposed to be the wave of the future of this geothermal system, right? I, I know. I was excited when you said yeah. geothermal. Yeah, and you know how much the, you know how much my electric bill went from? It went from 160, 170 dollars a month to near 900 dollars a month in the winter time. I'm not joking. How many shows are you doing? <laughs> Well, I'm not doing a lot of shows, but I will tell you, I owe the electric company a lot more money than that because they put me on a budget plan. Oh, that's some... <laughs> wow. So are you going to get, why don't you just get rid of the geothermal? Well, or that's the plan. Now it. that we have the wood boiler, now that we have the wood boiler, we're going to have wood heat. Now, you yeah, know, you're hauling logs, man. Just burn yeah. stuff. I already did that. I, I just I actually just hauled next year's firewood to the house here uh, about a, uh, two weeks ago. And you're going to start chopping on you? Firewood? What's that? How much is one year's firewood? I, I'm not certain yet because I haven't heated the house with it, but I heated my shop last year with like five or six cords. Um, and uh, No, it's really not. And I, I just bought a, a, a truckload. I, I hauled home like 25 cords on my truck. That was like eighteen hundred bucks. And you're you're using a what, like a, a wood burning stove, or? Yeah, it's an outdoor wood boiler. They call it. It's an outdoor boiler system. Um, so you're you're essentially heating water with the fire, and uh, and the fireplace is outside, and it heats up the water. It's like a three hundred and fifty gallon system. So there's like three hundred fifty gallons of water and coolant and stuff. So you uh, you heat that up with the wood, and then pumps pump it all over in these lines all over in the house all over in my shop floor and uh it's it's actually it's actually pretty sweet i can hook i'm gonna be hooking up a, a system that'll heat the hot water too so when the kids take showers and and stuff like that hot water is essentially just free it's gonna all come from the wood from the wood burner yep that's awesome yeah. oh it's i'm so pumped about it <laughs> it's not even funny is that geothermal is just uh, essentially it's going to be our air conditioning is that geothermal works it's essentially a, a geothermal is an air conditioner that you run in reverse, so it pumps the heat into the house, and then when you flip the switch, it turns in, it turns it around and makes the air the, it pumps the heat back in the ground. But the pumps are it, it, and the condenser and everything running. It's like running a refrigerator to to refrigerate the house and running a refrigerator in reverse to heat the house. So it's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's yeah, funny. I, I, just heard, I just talked to a friend that does that, and he was like being all scientific about it. And now I'm going to tell him it's bullshit. Oh, it's absolute. I don't care what he says. I don't care. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be offensive to your friend, 
but I don't care. I have one, and they are garbage. They might <laughs> they, they will work. They will work great in like Georgia or Tennessee, where it gets like you know thirty degrees for two nights out of the year. That's great. They will do wonderful job down there because they're barely going to be running anyway. Up here, where it's you know we get we get below zero weather for six months. Yeah, no, <laughs> doesn't doesn't get the job done. Six months. I like that we have zero. like real world experience. Heck yeah, that's how I feel about Obamacare. <laughs> no matter what your friends say, right off the bat. No matter what your friends say, I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have I don't have any input on Obamacare. I mean, yeah, I don't to, do it. I try to stay apolitical. Well, I can tell you, that sucks. Yeah, fuck that. That's garbage, <laughs> trash. <laughs> I used to buy my own healthcare when I started riding as a rider. It was like two something a month. And now it's not even... Luckily, uh... Where did you get health care as a dirt bike rider? He's self-employed. Me too. That's how I did it. I always had health care. Yeah, but that... and You know, that's the heartache of living in a small area because everybody up here knows who I am. So any insurance company that I would talk to would be like, oh, I would say, hey, uh, can I get some health care quotes? And they would laugh. They would literally start laughing at me, and I'm like, why are you laughing? Well, they're the worst. There, there's no way we're going to insure you riding a dirt bike. It's not kidding? a scam, though. No, I know. And I'm like, well, I'm just self-employed. And they're like, yeah, but you ride a dirt bike. for That's a that's a massively high risk. We can only get you Blue Cross Blue Shield. That's and what the I one had. Place, it was the, sh- the, one place, the one place that quoted me, it was 1200 bucks a month to, to get health insurance. Holy shit. Oh, and that was way back. That yeah. was like back. That, that's that only like a part of the Obamacare cost. <laughs> it, that's if you're not riding. I'm not. I'm not biting, Nick. I'm not biting. I am a. I am a. I am a northern pike in a westerly wind. Nick's the biting. one that sold me on Obamacare. What? Oh, did he sell you? Yeah, he convinced me to get it. Who? Did you set up? Nick, you did. Oh yeah, I was like, get on board because they gave me a clipboard and they said whoever I signed up, I made twenty bucks. So you made what did so you I make? Them up. You made like sixty bucks. Yeah, you got well, three people. Three, to sign I signed them up three times. I was a qualified uh, <laughs> Obamacare, and then I stole his social security number and bought a bunch of shit. Nice. nice. See, we almost I had you. we almost got you, Scott. You're walking into this trap. <laughs> no, no, not not getting political, man. I, you I got Canadian healthcare. We know it. You just you hopped the border. <laughs> Scott Murray, no. legal immigrant who hopped the border, talking about chemtrails. And he already said it. Healthcare. He already said he's French Canadian by uh, birth. See, no, not by birth, by nationality. Oh, see, just like my people my across ancestors. the border say that. America or, or Mexico is southern, south, southwestern America. He's like, no, I deserve this land. No, 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 you're missing it. You're missing it. No, my we're answer, not. We're gonna, we're gonna. My ancestry got thing said that I'm that I'm French Canadian, that I'm like 19 percent French Canadian or something. <laughs> this is this is the news. We're gonna do you heard you heard it here first. Scott Murray's French 
Canadian gets Canadian healthcare. Came here illegally. Yeah, ice is gonna be shutting down my doors. That's right. It's crash footage. Like this guy gets free healthcare from yeah. Canada. Illegal. No. As long as they don't separate me from my kids. I, no, I, I, we I, need I, to I, post that he's a Canadian and he's come down here and he's been using our healthcare system. Oh, for all these crashes. We the same for Trudeau. And let him. Well, he probably would have apologized. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's part of the Him Too Now movement or something, isn't he? Him Somebody too. Acute. Who's him? him? They, they assumed what a him is? I'm offended. Is it he too? No. He What's too. He? <laughs> he too. He too. <laughs> it's he too. Let's, it's start too. The, let's start the He oh. Too movement. <laughs> he Too movement. <laughs> he Too. <laughs> he touched me. He Too. <laughs> he <too. laughs> the, the he is well that is horrible <laughs> oh my gosh we can do that for people that have been on the podcast he too he too, he too. Yeah. yep everybody, everybody gets pulled into the he too movement yes, yes. Clint and Nick he tooed me right into talking <laughs> about Scott's our first supporter yeah. <laughs> French French Canadian supports the He Too movement. Dude, we're international already, right off the bat. This is awesome. You gotta get me one of those shirts that has the arrow pointing over that says He Too. He or too. Have it point up instead we're of. We're gonna it. add He Too to one of these. There you go. <laughs> if anybody wants to buy these, they're online. He wants them too. He Too. <laughs> I have tagged a couple of our posts, me too, just to see what I can drum up as far as annoying people. Oh boy, nothing, nothing. They haven't, oh. they haven't uh, bit. Danny, well, that's good. Danny Dwayne asked if you got a, um, do you have a uh, a secret room full of food? Do I have a secret room full? Yeah, of food? are you a prepper? Don't don't answer this. Oh. We already answered the chemtrail cut. <laughs> well, uh, no, I I don't have a secret room full of food, but I do have I do have two refrigerators that we keep well stocked because we usually have uh, a lot of athletes and guests coming from time to time. So we do you uh, have do you have that bucket food? The what? The buckets full of food that um, Rush Limbaugh sells. No. <laughs> no. 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 We didn't. We didn't dive off the. We didn't dive off that deep of an answer. These are for for motocrossers. They're actual feed buckets, just of Doritos <laughs> and fucking hot pockets. <laughs> oh, beer. that's that's the breakfast of champions: Doritos uh, and hot pockets. No, my wife is a my wife isn't as she can't even say aspiring anymore. She's a professional bodybuilder. She's uh, she she won an amateur world championship last year in Toronto and uh, won her pro card. So she's um, yeah, she's uh, she's probably gonna kick my butt from just telling you guys about this, but um, she's uh, uh, kind of a you know has to be. A health nut. She's on strict diets and stuff like that. And I've I've actually asked her to uh, kind of keep me on a similar program with her. So 
Um, can we get I, I, two arm wrestling on the podcast? Me too, arm wrestling? YouTube. YouTube and you too. Oh, YouTube. YouTube arm wrestling. Oh, no, YouTube. No. You and your wife. You. Yes, the love of your life. Can you guys arm wrestle on the podcast right now? Well, it would just be two little blue guys in the corner staring yeah, at you. Can't see them, yeah, you can't see. Here, come here, Connie. Let's arm wrestle. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, God, yes. I lost. I, lost. I saw it. I, <laughs> I won easily. No. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't CNN. <laughs> isn't it awesome that we live in a time where we can just blurt shit out like that, like fake news, and then it's and, a joke? And no homo. <laughs> <laughs> no homo? Got no very, homo. Got very arm wrestles wife. No homo. <laughs> <laughs> no homo. <laughs> it's like, how well does no homo work, you know? Like... <laughs> what can I get? What can I get away with here and just claim no homo and it's all good? <laughs> that is that's terrible. They have feelings too. I listen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm doing some gay stuff, but just for fun, you know. Not not because I'm gay. Just for enjoyment. Oh, that's what no homo means. I, I got it. I got it. It's just Nick says, it's just like, listen, I'm just sucking this dick. <laughs> <laughs> I took it to the extreme. Come on. This is not a family show, apparently. No, it's not. We're going to mark explicit. We're going to mark explicit. In the th- Here's the thing. We're two hours and whatever, 11 minutes in. Somebody, this is when we get grimy because you're only the hardcore people are in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, my wife has the kids in the other room watching a movie, so that's good. <laughs> so Likewise, they got over it already. <laughs> I think so. Connie, would you grab me another beer, please? Ask her if she knows about the He Too movement. Do you know about the He Too movement? <laughs> she she said yes. She was listening to our little discussion. <laughs> oh no! Busted. No oh, homo, oh, Connie. No homo. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> no. That's terrible. Oh my gosh. Okay, so then she knows that you guys need to arm wrestle when she comes back in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm an arm wrestler for this beer. We just want to hear like. The sounds of arm wrestling. Okay. She's laughing. And then we'll do and then we'll do a segment called arm wrestling or question mark. Question mark. <laughs> just just, sort of just guessing from the noise that just you can hear. From the noise. Is this arm wrestling or sex? <laughs> Wait. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> uh, better bring me that beer, woman. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear a bunch of smacking and then Scott crying. <laughs> oh! Ah! My friends were on. It's like cool. Yeah. 
I was trying to be cool. I'm sorry. We all try. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing Nick talked right when you said that, Connie. I heard something. I heard something, but I didn't make it out. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Damn it. That was explicit. Donnie. Ooh. We're listening. Whoa, now my dog is freaking out. <laughs> Good, I thought that was Connie. Serious. <laughs> we got this little tiny pit bull dog we got. We got her, she's way too little. And uh, she freaks out every time somebody comes to the house. But it's not like she's scared. She freaks out like she wants to kill somebody for coming to the house. It's like, really? Dude, last time I was at your house, we had two, like, 200-pound dogs wandering um, around. They had just, down, they just down. came out of the creek, and they stunk like shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what they did, man. I, yeah, we're down to one. Uh, Sarge, Sarge got sick. We think he got had some sort of cancer or something, and uh, we had to put him down a few years ago. Dude, those dogs uh, were gigantic. Yeah, we still have Brutus, um, our our big one. Oh man, I wish I could show you a photo of this guy. We got I got this photo of him laying on my lap. You know what, Nick? You're on my Instagram. Scroll down. Um, you you can find him. He's on my lap. That dog is so big. <laughs> He's just a moose. That is not loading. That's my internet, man. We're, we're bogging it down. You guys talk oh, hey, look, hey, look! Sea crab! I can do sea crabs. You see that? Right there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Carried about. Nuts. Look at that. On a, is that a Honda or, or Yamaha or, or KTM? I think that's a Yamaha. Um, look at this palace. Look at this. Yeah, that's Dude, my place. I, there, I didn't even know you had water over there. Uh, when you were here... I, yeah, I would have had water there because when I built the course, I dug that for a pond. This one, step on, step off to the landing, dude. That was so fun. That's the that's the that's my go-to, man. It times it for you. Yeah, that's just my, that. You get so there. much air time. Oh, it's the best jump ever. Here we go, Fourth of July. Yeah, your, your best was, Puerto Rican outfit. Yep, that was two years ago. Yeah, that's my nationality outfit. The double, the double ramp is your nationality. Yeah. I, all this truck. <laughs> have you ever seen my truck, Nick? Yeah, you've seen my truck. Yeah, because you always need that double ramp to get your bike in. Yeah. Oh, I hit my head for a living, so you're going to have to forgive me. I, I forgot that you rode my landing, which means you've seen my truck. I've ridden with you. Well, the more I went over it in my head, the more I realized how much we've ridden together. Not a ton, but... As far as my career goes, quite a bit. Yeah, we've done we've done some shows. Is that a real picture? Yes, it is. Wow. Yep, Jay Siemens came here to uh, uh, to uh, videotape for Josh uh, Penner's uh, X Games video uh, for Winter X Games, and he he took some night shots that were awesome. He, he gave me that. We're looking at the uh, Milky Way from uh, Scott's setup. You're just listening. Pretty, pretty badass. Yeah, that's a, that's a sweet shot. There's no light pollution. For that dog, I forgot what the hell I'm looking for. Yeah, you're looking for a dog. Oh, look at my my uh, my screw. I broke one of the screws off in my femur. That's my rod for my femur. 
I, I sheared the screw off. That's still in my leg like that. Really? That's and your the feet? Yep, yeah, that's, that's the bottom right by my knee. How is that even possible to do that? Right? Isn't that in the bone? Yeah, how did not, how did the bone not break? My orthopedic surgeon said she doesn't understand how that broke like that and didn't hurt the bone or break the bone. How are they ever going to get this part out? She, uh, she said that's going to complicate taking my screws out. But she also said that's a lot of the reason why I'm having a lot of pain in my knees these days is because that screw's not supposed to stick out like it is. Oh, man, you got a bunk surgery. Yeah, I did. It was like $18,000 out of pocket. What? <laughs> yeah. Your Obamacare sucks. <laughs> what? Not going Obamacare there. sucks. You're right. Is that you quadding up? Uh, I I quadded up that day, but that was that's Caleb Moore. Uh, that was his, that was his first flip at my house. He he came up here and learned how to flip. Uh, nice. Half of my you'll notice the black fenders on that. That's off of my quad because his first attempt he wrecked the back of his four wheeler. Nice. Um, you ever need an announcer, Scott? You do announcing, Clint? Yeah, I'm getting into it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I can make no homo jokes and stuff on the mic for you. <laughs> keep the crowd <laughs> entertained. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. I keep it professional. I did. A, I uh, announced a BMX show at a school a couple of weeks ago. Nice. He's not allowed to go to schools anymore. No schools anymore. No, well, just not in New Jersey. <laughs> luckily enough, the um, state school boards don't talk, so the other states aren't aware. I've already hired him at my wife's school. Like it's good. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no double checking, and we're fine. We're just not gonna tell him. Well, <laughs> hopefully, he doesn't drink so much this time. Uh, where is that dog? It was that moonshine, Nick. Just caught up to me. Get you every time. I don't blame you. Look at this. The Murray setup. That's that's the setup right there. I can hear the rap like, right there. Do you just unhook that, that truck? Do you just unhook that truck and just hook up to your logging trailer? Uh no, no. My my logging truck's a totally different truck. The sleeper on that. The sleeper on that Peterbilt is off of it, and I've extended the frame on it by six feet in the center and four feet on the back. I'm building a new mobile landing on uh, on that on the truck, so it's not a trip. Curious. See, you're really ruining uh, you're really ruining everything for me, Scott. Because you should just have the same gloves on all day and just unhook your truck from your logging trailer and then just back right up to your landing. Just double just, flips it right off the bat. It's just all the same stuff. You just don't even change. You actually log in your hockey jersey with your pads <laughs> yeah. on. Well, Nick, uh, that's all I can do is double backflip. Remember, I'm not. Oh, I, I can't. Yeah, that's that picture there. That's just a really, really under rotated double backflip. He's gonna do the fastest second flip. He actually does a real slow first rotation and then speeds and it up. Rotates like, real quick. Uh, <laughs> haters will say it's photoshopped. Yeah, yeah. But they did. did you know? Did you know? In the first X Games, for my right before I got invited to the first X Games, I sent 
I sent a picture of frame by frame or a sequence shot of my double backflip into my phone pit. And I got accused of photoshopping it. And I'm thinking to myself, who would who would photoshop that and try to get into X Games? <laughs> who would do that? Do you know how hard that would have been to Photoshop that back in the day? Right. I especially for me because you know I was about as I'm still about as computer literate as my five year old. Yeah, they would have hired you just as a, a computer programmer at that point. Look at this yeah. massive snake pit you have. Yes, it is a snake pit. I just killed one out of there the day before yesterday. No, fuck that. No, it, they're pine snakes. It, I mean, you can get sick. They're not venomous. They, if they bite you, they'll you the bacteria in their mouth like a cat scratch. I mean, what about spiders? What's the spider situation in this giant pit of foam? Uh, we got brown recluse up here, but I've never, you know, they're they don't want. It's not like they come and attack you, you know. So you not you know, after a double flip. No, no, you're dialed. You're fine. I guess that's not the scariest part. They love FMX, so if you're doing that type of stuff, they're just stoked to watch. It's just spiders. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I pulled I pulled about a five and a half foot. Oh, here's a fucking here's snake right here. Yeah, that's 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 one that I killed right up by the foam pit. No. What does that thing do? Kills you. Nothing. Eight mice. Uh, I guess that probably helps situation. Mice and wood ticks. That's a little one. How does a snake live in an area where it's frozen half the year? That's why they're not 25 feet long, that's for sure. It goes way down. That snake goes down underneath um, Scott's geothermal heating. (laughs) He actually keeps it alive. You're growing hybrid snakes. (laughs) That's right. Hybrid. You're getting all the, the <laughs> snakes are going to be so much bigger around your house because all the warm air in the ground. Hey, right there, go up, go up a little bit, Nick. Yeah. We were talking. One more click. Keep going. Where is it? Right there. Uh, that setup, the picture of the setup there with the Peterbilt in the in that arena. Go down. No, no. It was. Uh, no I think you went too far. Go down some. Right there. Yeah. That right there is one of the buildings where you can't you can only jump a certain distance. I was gonna say, flip your head on that little deal right there. Yeah, we were jumping there. We were able to jump. Um, if I remember right, we got out to sixty three feet, and we were jumping in between the peaks of uh, of those of those rafter things that are up there. Uh, I've definitely uh, done it where I've had to pull the takeoff ramp, pull it back. And then move the landing ramp back so that you, oh, like you, you said, you stayed in between the uh, rafters. Try and yep. weasel it in where you're at? Yeah, so that you're you peeking know you, right in between the two beams. Yeah, so you're like, you, you pop up for like a heart attack or a kiss of death or something. And you're you like, can oh, feel your my feet. feet go by the damn uh, Yeah, that's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody here is gonna is scared to do it, but it's like I'm not gonna hit that ramp at 75 right off the bat. That's that's just fucking oh. stupid. Oh, right here, you you that's death right there. Yeah, you, like you obviously. It's, when you're in flyover states, Clint would know you gotta you just gotta set up different. Yep, that's right. Because then you get to a point when it's like you, then now you're trying to reach for the 
the scoreboard or whatever, and it's different because you know, okay, well, if I hit it, that's different. Well, in the fly, yeah. the flyover states, the air is so thick with rejection that yeah. uh, it's like you have to hit stuff harder. Well, normally, like, Clint's used to trash holding him down, so <laughs> when he gets the rejection, it's not that bad. I'm used to um, having to ride on cinder blocks and bricks. <laughs> just <laughs> chubby guidettes just talking shit drunk all over yeah I gotta avoid them on the run in Snooky's always like wandering out on Nookies. the, the, the run in that <laughs> that is pretty much just how I generalized Clint dude that was just during the biggest it. part of my career probably um the Jersey Shore was on and I was going to all these random places and they're all just like you know, where are you from? Jersey and then they start with the Jersey Shore shit, so that show annoyed the shit out of me. You should have played it up. Like, yeah, I'm gonna fight some fucking people in here. Yeah. <laughs> Do I get free drinks? What's the what's the sponsorship? It's already way too easy for me to get in fights not trying, so I don't figure that would have been a good idea. Uh, yeah yeah see eight what crashed okay that's your little guy that's seven now right he's seven now yeah there he is uh man he can't be but three or four there I think he's three there when we got him at it I think he was three I noticed he doesn't have any training wheels he never has had a set of training wheels ever. Oh, shit. He tried and he just beat him with the training wheels. <laughs> uh, we got him started a year and a half old and he had a strider, which is like the smartest thing ever that anybody ever created for a little one. And uh, he was all about a strider and then we bought him an O-set, uh, an electric, uh, little O-set electric bike. And um, man, he, he was two years old riding that, that O-set. He could corner like Ricky Carmichael. It was amazing. And that's when you got um, the train wheels and beat him whenever he made mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up with those O sets? How much are those things? I, I remember they're kind of like trials bikes, right? Yeah, they're like a trials bike, but they make a twelve inch. It's it's the, it's it's essentially the same exact size as a Strider, uh, but it's got an electric motor on it. Um, and I think it was a thousand bucks. Shit, that doesn't sound too Canadian. No, it wasn't bad. Sounds reasonable. It wasn't bad at all. It was, to me, it was the best thing ever. Cause that, I mean, he's on a KX or a KTM sixty-five now. What is going on here? He's getting out of the foam pit. I feel like you're lowering him into the pit. Uh, you hit that jump faster. I put you back in the foam. <laughs> That's actually Tyler Pinnanen getting him off. Is there a video that you're looking at? Oh, here it is. Oh, no, I think that's me fluffing the pit. That was my first time fluffing with my foam pit fluffer at Bill Pope. This is this guy jerking the pit off with his robot hand. Dude, it's like, uh, it's like, um, the claw at the damn arcade. Exactly. Dude, why don't you get, like, um, why don't you put, like, big things out there? Why don't you put, like, um, prizes out there and just have people try to get them. No! 
You should see, uh, he sent, uh, he sent his KTM 65 off of my, off the ramp that Ed Rossi and I learned how to flip. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he jumped it. He went about as high as I, he's on a, this was last year. He was, he was six years old. He, uh, he went about as high as I do when I double flip. Oh, how scary was that? Uh, for me, it was terrifying. (laughs) And of course, uh, for him, he, he he forgot his mouth guard, so he bit his lip pretty bad. He was bleeding. He, he didn't like that too much, but I was uh, I was pretty impressed. The little guy's got a lot of drive for it. He he really likes to ride. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, had him in a couple of shows. That show right there, he when he did that show, he had he had had the loud he had louder applause than when we did backflips. Really, he, we keep second half of the show and did some backflips and everybody's like oh yeah that was cool he comes out and throws down and they were standing and screaming it was uh it was pretty awesome that is cool you got an FMF pipe on that PW <laughs> yeah <laughs> they make those or is that a Scott Murray creation no no they make them <laughs> really oh yeah and the, uh, the the cool thing was my local bike shop uh, Cycle City in Escanaba they had uh, they had got some uh through some box deal where they bought these pallets of parts and they and it had a couple of those pipes on there so it was like i got them for dirt cheap that's my little girl oh this is uh well shit that's that's three years ago yep she's about a year and a half there wow i remember when you had uh eli i think we were down at dan's Oh yeah, yeah we we're yeah that's right. We stayed at we were at Dan's. Yeah, um, that was the first time I had been away from Bryn since you were born, and it was like, you know, it's just weird. And then you had Eli. Yep. Yep, I remember that. Yep. Oh, I, oh, I thought I had your feed just creeping on you, and everybody. Oh, I don't care. I don't scroll through it, so it's kind of neat. I'm watching all this stuff. I'm like, there's Tyler doing a no-handed front flip on a snowmobile. That's uh, that's Tyler. I want to see this. This is what I'm looking at. This That thing sounds crisp. Oh yeah, it was well. It was as crisp as we could get it. They wouldn't. Uh, they don't make. Um, they don't make jets for those things, so you don't get. You can't jet it out to get it to rev up higher. Well, I got a little PW, but it just sounds like a turd. But that's uh, kind of how you probably, it right now. There's uh, there's a little plate in the exhaust you might have still in there. Took it out. Took the plate out. Took the thing out. But it's a it's an it's a two thousand. My nephew learned how to ride on it, and he's. Uh, He's joining the Marines two months from now. So oh, like, wow. And he learned when he was two. So now it's like, move from him to my cousin, and now my son's got it. Yeah, there's Eli's bike next to mine. Got him a graphics kit all pimped out. He looks just like mine. We got his name on it and everything. Bomber. Yeah, he's uh, he's a little ripper, man. He, he It's fun to watch him give her. He, 
he goes through streaks. One minute he's like, ah, I don't want to jump anything. I'm kind of scared. And then the next minute he's sending it off a full size freestyle ramp. So it's kind of kind of funny. <laughs> do it right. Oh, uh, I don't force him into it, but if he wants to, I'm gonna help him do it. See what you just watched there? If you look at the ramp, there's no top on it. Okay. He jumped it that day. He jumped it. And I didn't post it on social media because I didn't want to hear from, you know, parents of America or something like that. We put the top of the ramp on and he jumped it shortly after that that day. He goes twice as high as he does in that video. Well, fucking post that. Screw <laughs> parents of America. No, no, that one was for us. I, I just, you know, um, I, I, I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of stuff like that. But I avoid conflict on social media because it's yeah. just a bunch of keyboard jockeys yeah. that, you know, I dealt with that through X Games and I dealt with that through all these different things that I've done in my career. And I'm like, no, I'm not dealing with that. I had posted something similar, and this guy commented about. Oh yeah, it's all great and dandy until he breaks his neck and starts talking about my kid like that, and then it's like, okay, I'm gonna end up going to prison. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him you're gonna drop him like a log. <laughs> I, I did. We we got into a we got into quite a heated spat, and then I realized that I'm not getting anywhere because this guy is a keyboard jockey. He's literally somebody yeah. sitting behind a typewriter talking like a big guy, and. Um, and, and clearly doesn't understand what he's what he's doing, I guess. That's um that's a blurry video, a blurry shot from last year's sick air show we had at the fairgrounds. Whenever you said inverted, did you go and snap your mouth shut? Uh no. You we didn't, uh you we, didn't name it that we, because of the line in um Top Gun. Oh like, uh, no. yes, that's exact. That's that's actually where I got it from because we're always. That's kind of our thing here. Uh, we'll be just you know we'll be outside doing something and it'll just come out and we'll be like because I was inverted and so it's kind of one of our movie quote things that we do here. So then and after that he goes and snaps his teeth together real hard. No, that's Val Kilmer later in the movie when he's talking to him. In the, in the locker room. No. Doesn't Val Kilmer snap yeah, his teeth? Yeah, he goes, because I was inverted and then snaps his teeth, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I ran two pieces together. You guys, I, hey, you are showing your eggs. It's gross. You don't even yeah. know what Top Gun is, do you, Nick? It's not, it's this is, uh, it's, what animated movie is this? This <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's an animated Disney movie. Don't even, Nick. You're, you got to be pushing 35 years old anyway. Shut your mouth, Scott Murray. He's forty. How old are you? I'm thirty-four. I think thirty-four. Oh, you're yeah, yeah. I'm not very good at that. I just did that to Travis. He he was uh trying to tell me he was thirty-five in a couple of days, and I was like, No, you're not. Travis who? I argued with Travis Pastrana. Uh, I argued with him for I argued with him for about fifteen or twenty minutes about he's thirty-seven, and he's like, <laughs> No, uh, I'm like, You are. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty comical. I had to, I had to, I had to suck up my pride and call him back and be like, "Uh, you so know your own birthday." I guess. 
And uh, yeah, you you were right. You're 34. He's like, I, I know. <laughs> you no. you were right about your about your age. Yeah, you were right about your birthday. I was wrong. I'm That's sorry. You just send back a dick pic. And be like, you're right. You were 34. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, can't do it. Just do it. We've no. learned. We've learned that you can just send someone else's dick. Doesn't even need to be your own. Just no, send it. Next. It doesn't matter. Yes. That would be completely dishonest. That I that I can't do. I I can't. I'm not good at lying. You know what's Never dishonest is only sending hard on pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that wouldn't really be dishonest though. Yeah, it is because it's only like that a small percentage of the time. Well, I've sent I've sent Clint his own hard on picture. Like that's a total dishonest. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's rough. That's when all the time, once a week, it's just I was like, like I was like, oh, you got when you go, you you got the same birthmark as I do. Yeah, I'm like that's not <laughs> yours. I sent you that last week. You read a podcast, dude. Check this out. Do I look flexed? What? Are you, yeah, what happened there? What did you just do? We just cut out? No, you did. That was the worst time to cut out. Then. Yeah, because all of a sudden, next thing you know, you just didn't say anything, and then you were drinking beer. <laughs> I feel like you didn't cut out. I feel like you did that on purpose, and you just didn't finish your sentence and then start drinking beer. No, I think I said something before. I think it was about... No, I'm not getting into that. It is what it is at this point. That's what's happened. That's, that, that, that just happened. It did yeah, happen. Let's end it on a weird note. All right, pull your tiny penis out for everyone to see. Oh. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to. Well, I, I can't even say anything about it. You can't even see. Look at my little blue thing. <laughs> He's going to unplug his. <laughs> look at Oh wait, no. no, that's a smudge. That's a smudge on my screen. I thought I thought my little guy there had a thing on, but no, it was a smudge on my screen. My bad. We're looking at Scott's right. little blue thing right now. <laughs> by request. If you use your imagination, the blue guy by nature kind of looks. He does. I don't know. We're just a tiny head. Yeah. yeah either, either that or. It's a drip. Yeah. It's a drip. <laughs> he has problems. He's he has a, problems. Otherwise, it's a drip and it's really square. <laughs> just the tip. Oh, so, just the tip is square. He calls it the hammerhead. So animated. He he calls it the hammerhead. What? No. <laughs> I don't name. I don't name it this after shirt. This has been fun. Normally, like an hour and a half, we start dragging. Yeah. This has been two and a half hours. That's love. your fault, Nick. You you just you get me talking. That's why they don't give me microphones at shows, you know. Or beer. Or beer. I'm on two. I don't know if you can hear my voice, but it's pretty slurred. I'm gonna I'm gonna need help to get upstairs. Once you started screaming at Connie to get me that beer woman, I knew that you were already. <laughs> I love it. I'm starting to get daring up in here, you know? I'm going to play that laugh over and over. 
<laughs> what we need is Ed's coughing, although he doesn't do it anymore, which is really upset. He doesn't! Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I love it, though, that that is how he rode, and then he gets this switch, and just without. Oh, yeah. I it, It's... it's, it's it's so mind-boggling. Knowing him as well as I've known him over the years, I would have never in my life thought that that dude would have never stopped smoking, let alone move into a relationship with the Lord and everything the way he has. It's it's really awesome. I mean, it, to me, it's just like, wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, to know where he came from and what he's gone through in his life and to see him transform so quickly the way he, he did... Well, he's never like Ed's never been a bad dude. He's just no. Oh, he's never been a bad dude. He's just been a gnarly dude. <laughs> just yeah, gotta be next level. Like that guy from the Mohawk who like people understood. Okay, this guy, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But to see to see him still rocking the Mohawk with the crock pot on top of it. And and you know he's married and he's got he's got you know the wife and. In uh, you know he's he's do, he does his thing now he does it the way he does it now and it's I think it's great. We told him we told him he needs to knock her up he needs to make some kids. Oh, he but will he not have kids. He blames my kids a lot for not wanting to have kids. <laughs> how does he do this? How's he? How's that not happen? I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I, see, I wonder myself. See, you guys, he, like, when you feel like you're going to, you know what I mean. I'm actually pull it out. Oh, well. Either that or she's on. Pull. She maybe I'm But, like, control. what do you pull out? Like, which part? <laughs> your fingers. You pull out your wallet? Is this <laughs> paper? paper no, that's if you leave it in. Then you pull out your wallet. <laughs> oh! Hey, this all sounds exhausting. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Ben four guys, been fun. It's been real. Have a good fourth, dude. Yeah, you too, man. It's good talking with you guys. At least Definitely. you're, uh, at least your um, seventy nine percent American side will enjoy the day tomorrow. I will enjoy hundred <laughs> percent of my American side. <laughs> All right, Keith Navajo, Canadian. percent of the time, it works every time. Ontario, Chickawa. Get out no. of here. I made that one up. Now I'm going to get letters. You're Canadian, you illegal. Get out of here. <laughs> Hopefully, everything goes well. Dude, we have at least like 500 people that listen to this, I think. So prepare for a lot really? of hate mail. Oh, no. You leave my father in law and uh, <laughs> Danny Deep Wayne to be talking shit. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, good talking, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you too. It was a you good too. one. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, buy the trigger from Stroker and Emoticons, you cheap bastards. That's it. Sign up. Peace. Beep, boop. I hate Who it. Who hits off first? You're always like, end live video.